Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Uh, Living the dream once again on a fabulous Sunday. It is Hartman and Jones. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Well, I have a lot to talk with Dante about. He has been slightly delayed. He will be here in a matter of moments. This is what happens sometimes when you're navigating the freeways here in Southern California. Stuff can happen. So uh, Dante will be here shortly. Obviously, we're going to be talking plenty about Game 2 of the NBA Finals. It is a matchup between two teams that has been a very one-sided matchup this year. Now you say, all right, Golden State, eh, you know, they were a little stale. They were 10 days off. They didn't play a very good game. Raptor fans were all excited. Jurassic Park was just stomping around. And the bottom line is, is that anyone that believes that the Warriors are still going to roll over the Raptors, it really is not even paying attention. The fact is they have played three games this year, two in the regular season, one in the finals, and the Raptors have won every game. So the Warriors haven't beaten the Raptors once this year. And all those people that are saying, well, you know, if Kevin Durant comes back, they'll be fine. Let me remind you of something. Kevin Durant played in both the regular season games against the Raptors. He was the leading scorer for the Warriors in both games, and they lost. So, you know, in in sports in general, it's about matchups. And Dante will tell you that one of the key reasons why Kevin Durant was valuable to the Warriors when he came over for OKC is that he was the difference in the matchups when they would play the Cavaliers. 
So when you're watching Toronto right now and some of the matchup problems they create with the Warriors, whether it's Marcus All, obviously they didn't have any answer for Siakam. I always, I always, it's amazing to me. You know, you got Pascal Siakam, and he has this, you know, 14 for 17 game, 32 points. Well, that'll never happen again. Well, part of the reason it happened was is that the Warriors' game plan going into the game was is that we need to shut down Kawhi Leonard best we can and that they don't have anybody that can back him up. Remember this, Siakam had a big game. Leonard still got his points. He didn't shoot the ball particularly well, but he does so many other things on the court. He can win games without actually scoring. Marcus All had 20. Guess who didn't have a good game? Kyle Lowry. They didn't show up in the first game. So you basically Lowry and Kawhi had subpar offensive games and the Raptors still won. So I think a lot of people are now looking at Toronto in a whole different light, but maybe not. People are still seeing Toronto Raptors and they're not really looking at the players they're putting on the court and they're just assuming that Golden State will be fine. By the way, Kevin Durant... This idea that Kevin Durant is going to save the day. Steve Kerr, the coach of the Golden State Warriors. Everyone's wondering, what is going on? When are we going to see Kevin Durant? Here is Steve Kerr with the update. If Kevin is cleared for a practice, is it feasible that he could play at one practice? It's uh, it's feasible, Um, but again... um, it's, it's really a day-to-day thing, and it's, it's you know, if we had a crystal ball, we would have known a long time ago what we were dealing with, but it's just an injury that's, um, uh, there's been a lot of gray area, and so it literally is just day-to-day and how the how the progress is coming, and, and at this point, he's still not ready. And he's still not been cleared for Right, it still has not been cleared for a full practice. All right, as uh, Dante has walked in right now, by the way, Dante, I have a new name for you, and I, I stole this from Vince uh, <laughs> early. It's called Nostradante, and your prediction of game one of these NBA finals was literally almost word for word exactly what went down. So Nostradante, uh, when we talk about the situation right now with the availability of Kevin Durant on Friday – I was texting Michael Thompson. So Michael is there, obviously, following his son, Clay. It's the great luxury that Michael gets as an announcer for the Lakers that he's had no playoff games over the last several years, so he gets to travel with Golden State. He uh, had told me prior to game one he would come on my show Friday only if the Warriors won. Well, they lost. So I asked him what happened, and he says, well, the Warriors made Siakam look like uh, James Worthy. And then I asked him about Kevin Durant. Are we going to see Kevin Durant in this series? And Michael Thompson's response was, he needs to man up. He is definitely no Kobe Bryant. Wow. So that seems to indicate to me that Michael believes that he is maybe not 100%, but he's still well enough to actually get on the court. And why isn't he on the court? So let me ask you this. Um <laughs> Kevin Durant, he played the two regular season games against the Raptors, was the Warriors' leading scorer in both those games, and the Raptors beat him in both those games. The Raptors are 3-0 against this Warrior team. So, A, what do you think we'll see as far as Kevin Durant is concerned? Can we see him? He hasn't practiced a day. Does that matter? And 
would he be the difference in winning and losing against the Raptors? He would be at this point in time, I don't think he'd be the difference in winning and losing in the Raptors because even if he does comes back comes back, he hasn't played basketball literally in twenty days. So um he it hasn't it, like it's it's a tough position to be in for him because he's not in shape. He's not in game shape. Um yeah, he's not going to be the Kevin Durant that we saw last series or, or, the, or the last series he participated in. So it's just it's just not going to be what, what they think it is. And that's why Steve Kerr wants to see where he's at, how he practices. Like it, it, Game shape is different than just being in shape, if you can understand that. And it takes seven days to get totally out of shape. He has a calf injury, so he can't run. He might can swim. But he's not in full shape to go out and dominate a playoff series, so that's why it's going to be different. But I err on the side of the, uh, I, well, I err on the side of the the player always because we have two guys in unique situations like Kevin Durant, and we have generational money being passed out in free agency, right? So Kevin Durant's in hundred and some change, hundred million dollars is on the line. Michael Thompson is never that that was never a part of his game. It was right. just basketball and you got paid fairly for basketball. But now it's types of money available that can change lives in many directions. So if he's hurt, you look at Isaiah Thomas who played hurt. You look at uh Boogie Cousins who played hurt. There is no concession for those guys. They don't still get their their max contracts and, and their value prior to being hurt. No, it's what can you do for me now? And if he goes out there and he's not fully healthy and he does something even worse, what will his value be in free agency? Could he come back from this? You got you got a, a guy who was third in MVP voting, who Isaiah Thomas, hurts his hip, gets traded on free agency, gets a, a minimum. Next year he'll probably be get getting a minimum. Um, Boogie's getting five million dollars a year off being hurt. Like, and he was supposed to be in line for twenty five to thirty to thirty five million dollars. Like, this is not something to play with because now your body is something is a vehicle to be able to to make an extreme amount of money with. And yes, for the fans, we understand you you want him to be out there. But if he can't play, he usually he plays when he can play. I I agree with you on. Pretty much everything across the board. My thoughts about the Durant situation is you have to weigh the positives with the negatives if you're Kevin Durant, right? So there is the positive aspect that, you know, let's say they lose today. They go down 2-0. There's only been three teams in NBA Finals history down 2-0 that come back to win, including your Cavaliers in 2016. Not only down 2-0, but 3-1. That's the only team that's done that. So you're down 2-0, and you come back home, and here comes Durant, and he maybe gets one day of practice on Tuesday, and then Wednesday he's out there, and he leads into victory, and they come back to win the series, and he that's it. I mean, he any any questions about his value to the team? He walks off with another NBA Finals MVP, much to the chagrin of Steph Curry. We'll get to that a little bit later on. But there he is. So that's one possibility. That would be obviously the ultimate positive as he heads into free agency is that he has proven again that my mere presence is the difference between winning a championship and not winning a championship. On the other side, of course, is what you were talking about. If he's not 100% and he gets out there and he's not a factor and they lose the series and he wasn't a game changer and then he leaves Golden State, well, it, it hurts his status as far as his Warriors legacy is concerned. And at the same time, it sort of dispels the notion that if you add Kevin Durant to your team, 
that it's guaranteed championships or he he is that. Whether it's true or not, it's all about perception. It's about what have you done for me lately. So I'm sure a lot of this is weighing on the mind of Durant. Is he 100%? No. Is there a chance that he'll be 100%? Probably not because we're just running out of time right now. As you said, he's been laid up for a while with this calf injury. So all things considered, if you're sitting down with Kevin Durant and he's like, man, I, I, I don't know what to do here, Dante. I'm, I, you know, I want to help my team. I, I want to be part of another championship, but I got free agency looming right now. I'm not a comfortable that I'm 100%. I don't know if I can really make it. If there are doubts in his head at all, or is that the kind of, or is he one of those guys that just believes if I'm on the court, I will be the difference? He's a he's skill based. He's not a physical presence. You understand what I'm saying? So right. like, if it was LeBron James and I can go out there and just be a super athlete and my skills didn't have to translate, yeah, I can go out there and affect the game in a different capacity. But he affects the game by scoring. Period. Point blank. So he's he's with a basic decision right now. If I go out there. I can only win if I go out there and I'm Kevin Durant, the last Kevin Durant that you saw, dominating the NBA, scoring 35, 40 points a game. I can only win if I do that. If I do anything less and I don't affect the game on the scoring side, I lose all the way around. Perception, all all the things that I had. And if I don't play, I don't lose because I'm hurt. Like People think that when you can play – you won't accept Kevin Durant at 50%. You won't accept Kevin Durant at 60%. Nobody will accept Kevin Durant at nothing but 100%. Of Ke- and if he's not 100%, he can't go out there mentally and physically go out there and produce. All right, Dante Jones, a.k.a. Noster Dante. Um, last Sunday on this show, he predicted a Game 1 victory for Toronto. I brought him on Thursday prior to Game 1. He reiterated what he said. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's not that the Raptors are up 1-0 on the Warriors. They're up 3-0 this year. They haven't lost the Warriors all season long. So the question is, what is it about the Raptors that will create problems whether or not Kevin Durant is back at all? Because he played in the two games that they played in the regular season, led the Warriors in scoring both those games, and the Raptors still beat them. We'll tell you why Toronto is a matchup problem for the Warriors coming up next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. Seen it? Covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Steve Harmon, Dante Jones, a.k.a. Nostradante. He has been all over these NBA finals. He is one for one with a bullet as we head into game two of these NBA finals later on this evening. The Raptors won game one, 118 to 109. And if you look at the box score... Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry were a combined 7 for 23 shooting. 7 for 23 shooting, Kawhi and Kyle Lowry, and they still won going away. This is a Raptor team that is now 3-0 and this season against the Warriors. And I know one of the games the Warriors didn't have Stephen Draymond, but they had Kevin Durant in both those games. So let's talk about matchups right now. One of the things I asked you about uh, on Thursday going into game one was the return of Boogie Cousins and whether or not he would be a factor. And the first response you had, not as long as Marc Gasol's on the court. Gasol had 20 points, seven rebounds. Let's talk about uh, – hey, he did foul out of the game, but let's let's talk about problems that Marc Gasol presents for the Golden State Warriors at both ends. He can stretch the defense, and he can guard um, multiple positions. His pick-and-roll defense was excellent from a guy his size, and that's what is hard when guard, when guarding Golden State, we're guarding teams with ball movement like that and guard guys with epic guard play that can run pick-and-rolls. He was up on all screens. He was switching. We forget that he's a former defensive player of the year, all-defensive team member. Like That is why I think Masai should be – executive of the year because he took the necessary chances to be able to build a team that could compete with the Golden State Warriors. So when Gasol is on the court, what does that do to Draymond's game? Now, Draymond had 10 rebounds. He had 10 assists, but he was also two for 10 shooting. So what does Gasol's presence on the court mean for Draymond? I would guess they out-rebounded him. Check it for a second. Well, I would guess they out-rebound him. And Draymond, he can neutralize Draymond because he's going to make Draymond have to... Take. Actually, the Warriors had 38 rebounds to 36. Okay, so it was a it was a pretty fair on a, on a rebounding And side. by the way, the only reason the Golden State was as close as they were in this game was they were 29 of 31 at the free throw line. I mean, they had all their free throws to at least, you know, stay within touch. Otherwise, this is a 15-point blowout. And you know what? You know what happens when you have guys of similar stature playing in a game? Those uh, chippy little little uh, calls that are not supposed to be made are not made. When you have other stars, guys who've been on all NBAs and all defensive teams and have honors throughout the throughout their career, then they have respect with the referees. And all those those chippy little little fouls that Steph Curry gets or or Steph can't get away with some of the stuff he does to a normal role player, then it becomes more of a fair atmosphere out there where guys really have to compete and then now you have to m- monitor your your full effort on the court, on the defensive end, if you're going to foul, if you're going to take chances. Like now you're being held accountable on both ends. 
And they have a team that's long, that's versatile. If you throw Boogie Cousins, Mark, Mark Gasol can guard him. Mark Gasol is in shape. Mark Gasol is shooting the ball well right now in the playoffs. So he can stretch the defense. He can score if you throw it to him in the post. He passes extremely well. He can make decisions if you're going to double Kawhi. He can be a quarterback. He can he can go out there and run because that's what he's been used to doing for the for the the past, what, seven, eight years in Memphis where he's been running that show. He's been that guy who's been – the, the, the point center when they just throw it to the elbows and he was making decisions. So now if you're going to double Kawhi, you throw it to Mark or you throw it to Kyle, they have they can run things on the weak side and still have a powerful offense. Pascal Siakam is playing amazing this year and in these playoffs. He had a tough se- series last series because he had to guard Giannis, but he was, he's been playing great shooting the ball. So now you're putting the ball in the hands of guys who are confident, who are taking shots, who can shoot and who can defend, and you're playing a team that pushes the ball back at you as fast as you push it at them. All right, you mentioned Siakam, who should be overwhelming choice as most improved player in the NBA. It's unbelievable. I mean, when you think this is his third year, you know, his first year he was barely visible. Last year, not a whole lot more, and all of a sudden he's had this breakout year. You mentioned he had a sub-series against Milwaukee, but of course, offensively, it was countered by the fact that he did a hell of a job in slowing down Giannis. So I don't know what the Warriors' strategy was against Siakam. Apparently they had no strategy. 14 of 17 from the field. I think he made 11 straight shots at one point. Uh, as Michael Thompson said, he made him look like James Worthy out there. So um, <laughs> the idea that, that it was somehow a fluke performance for Siakam. I know the Warriors aren't thinking it. So as the Warriors sit down right now, now the, the part of this uh, equation for Siakam is Igudala and uh, Igudala, we don't know 100% what he's going to look like tonight. Uh, most likely he's going to be out on the court. But if you're trying to draw up some new strategy right now to not let Siakam did what he did in game one, what can the Warriors do? What, what is your new strategy so that Siakam doesn't become a distraction on the court? You have to match his effort, and Draymond has to guard. Draymond can't roam, double, and try and guard everybody's man. He has to pay attention to Pascal Siakam. He ha- he can't give him dare shots where he's just daring him to shoot because he's shown that he can affect the game and and shoot the ball. But what he also is efficient finishing as well. He's a better finisher than Draymond, and that was part of our strategy when when we beat him in 2016. Is that Draymond's not a great finisher. He he's a great passer. He makes plays for other people. But when your defense converges, he'll make the right pass and get people open. But if you let him play one on one and finish, he doesn't do a good job of finishing. And he tries to get fouls and, and and flop and do all those things. But he doesn't concentrate on finishing the ball. Pascal is a is a, is a very very good finisher. He is an excellent finisher. He made some great plays, uh, as you say, going to the hoop. You know, on switches again, again for most people. They don't even know who this guy is. This is this was like the first exposure to much of of the public on like who is Pascal Siakam thirty two points in the opening game. All right, let's talk about Kyle Lowry right now. Lowry was a zero factor. He had seven points, two of nine shooting. Or oh, you you're saying you whoa, say whoa, whoa, whoa! You cannot, ah. and, that, and that is the genius behind Kyle Lowry. Yeah, he's, he's a, not a stats guy yet. He's an all star. How is that happening? You would have to be. A, a, like a very a big basketball fan to understand Kyle Kyle Lowry because I, I like I told you I fight with my my personal friends all the time about the value of Kyle Lowry fourteen points and five rebounds and six assists yeah that's not an all star that's not a max player yes it is because he leads he makes all the extra plays that you can't quantify on a stat sheet he takes charges like he's that rock he's the foundation of that team like he is a leader and a winner 
period, point blank. Wherever team he goes to, they have success because he sets the tone on a daily basis. He's the head of the snake. He defends. He he doesn't take nights off. Yes, he may not shoot the ball well, but you'll he'll affect the game in other ways that help you win the game. He passes the ball. He keeps the ball flowing. He's a traditional point guard to where he he keeps everybody involved and tries to make sure he he has his control of his team and control of the game. He's always out there being vocal, always out there leading. Like I wish some of the traits that he has would would permeate to Steph Curry because yes, Steph Curry is one of the most special players we've ever seen. He's changed the game of basketball. Like we have to give him credit for that. Great shooter, the best shooter we've ever seen. He's been a champion, he's been an MVP, but his leadership qualities when things get tough are the things that 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 I, I would love to see him grow from because when things are going well, he's dancing and having a good time. All right, I want to get into the Steph Curry factor, but again, when I look at Toronto's starting lineup, when you talk about Siakam, Kawhi, Gasol, Kyle Lowry, and a guy with championship pedigree like Danny Green, they have a better starting five right now than the Warriors have. They have a better starting five. I mean, that's as good a starting five as you're going to see in the NBA. Winning, guys who know their role, guys who defend, guys who are versatile. Yes. Like, they they, they have two champions, Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard. Guys who've been to the conference finals. Kyle Lowry, Marcus Gasol. All-stars. Excuse me, all-stars. And Siakam, the most improved player in the league. Most improved player in the league. But a guy who's selfless and will do anything to win. The guy who brings energy who doesn't demand the ball to be effective, who can switch positions and shoot the ball. Like, they have shooting. And then off the bench, they have guys also that come in. Well, Van Fleet obviously had Van, a big game. And Van Fleet is, has been been steady. He may not shoot the ball well, but he does his job. And you have another champion over there. Um, What's, what's his name? Um, McCall. Yep. Warriors champion. So he has some of the tendencies of the Golden State Warriors, but he he can guard some of them. Cause well, he also has so Serge Ibaka. He's been around the block a few he's, times. He's versatile as well. So if they go small ball, you can throw surge in. And you still can rebound and defend. All right. Uh, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We're going to get into the Steph Curry factor in this series and what it might mean to his legacy. But let's find out what's trending right now as we bring on Mr. Gascon. What's up? Jeremy? David, how are you today? I'm good, man. I, uh, I like this time of the year for a handful of reasons. Obviously, the NBA Finals, Stanley Cup Final. Mm. But... Get the French Open, too. We do have the French Open, and we were talking about Serena getting bounced yesterday. Do you you think she has – I was going to ask you this yesterday. Do you think she has that kind of impact on tennis like Tiger Woods does for golf? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, once you eliminate Serena, click. Which is remarkable, right? Because – you, obviously, you have a lot of firepower on the, on the men's side of things with Novak Djokovic and Rafael Nadal. Non-Americans. I know, but still, they're the powerhouses. <laughs> and then you have Serena, who just, I mean... She, carries she, the women's side, yeah, okay? She, and then you also have Osaka go out. So, no, uh, a Halep uh, Muguruza uh, potential French Open final is not going to move the needle. Man, well, a match that just ended right now lasted five hours and nine minutes. Sensi Pass says it's out, and they circled the mark. It's good! The chair says good, and a classic match ends in a remarkable match. Yeah, Stan Wawrinka advances. He wins it in five sets. He beats, or he's going to face Roger Federer now. 
Federer advanced in straight sets today, 6-2, Also, Rothman, the Dow did as well, 6-2, 6-3, and 6-3. And, of course, as you mentioned yesterday, Serena Williams was bounced out in straight sets. Meanwhile, everything going on in the NBA, not going to happen for a few hours, but Steve Kerr acknowledged Kevin Durant today. Kevin is uh, fine. He didn't go through uh, our shoot-around. He's with our trainer, and so he's out, obviously. And another day, another uh, step forward in his rehab progress. I'll be kind of curious if uh, Gavin shows up to work next week because his pockets could be fat if Toronto pulls out a couple more victories. I so have bet going, everything on it. I have it going seven, so we'll see how it goes. All right, but, you uh, smug guy. You. Good. <laughs> Anyways, tip-off time from Toronto is at 8 o'clock Eastern. Andre Iguodala will play tonight. He's not on the injury report despite the fact that he had an injured calf and had an MRI on Friday. Rangers placed Joey Gallo on the 10-day injured list. Meanwhile, on the diamond right now, Nationals lead in Cincinnati one to nothing. Uh, Anthony Rendon, an RBI single, played the game's first run. Baltimore leading San Francisco, always a good thing, one nothing. Twins and Rays right now are scoreless in the top of the second inning. Uh, guys, you need to make good choices, and with True Car, you got to start on your roster. So when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car. True Cash offer not available in all areas. Back to Steve Hartman and Dante Jones in 10 seconds. First, a word from our friends at Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. And Steve, correct me if I'm wrong. You've never been to a major yet, right? To a major... Tennis. Tennis. Yeah. No, I've never been to a... Uh, I've been to major golf tournaments, but yeah. never uh, in a grand slam. By the way, to show you how tuned in Gascon is with tennis, <laughs> uh, he has the proper pronunciation of... Warinka. Yes. See, a lot of people see W A W and they think Va, right? You Va. It's got. It's not. It's W. It's it's a Warinka. Yeah. Stanislaw Warinka. Okay. Now I add a little extra to it, but uh, <laughs> the man has up. won three Grand Slams. Yes. He's won everything but Wimbledon. So uh, that'll be a great matchup against Federer. But without Serena, mm-mm. yeah, click. That's what happens on the women's <laughs> side. All right. Thanks so much, David. Uh, by the way, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 50% or more car insurance at Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Nostra Dante, a.k.a. Dante Jones, uh, as we break down get ready for Game 2 of the NBA Finals. Let's uh, shift gears to Steph Curry. So I know a lot of people listen to what you just said about Kyle Lowry that he has certain intangibles that don't show up in the box score, but his value to the team is as much about leadership on the court as it is about numbers. And you said, I wish Steph Curry would follow some of that. I When I watch Steph Curry's game, we all just sit back and admire arguably the greatest shooter in the history of the NBA, a long-range shooter. Let's no, say long-range shooter. He is. And... He's a great shooter, man. But NBA. and this is a two-time MVP. But he's also never been an NBA Finals MVP. And the knock on him has been is that as great as he has been regular season, that there is a drop off. Now to say there's, I mean, last year he had a great NBA Finals. It's just that Durant put up some bigger numbers. They gave him the NBA Finals MVP. But he has rattled off now six straight thirty-three plus point games uh, in this postseason without Durant in the lineup. I want to ask you again, when we talk about leadership, part about leadership is also 
a selflessness. And there is a perception that, hey, I mean, you know, Steph's the ultimate selfless guy. He he took a back seat, let Durant sort of do his thing and step back as far as MVP conversation is concerned. But but is but the question to me is how much does Steph Curry want to be the difference in winning an NBA Finals? Because again, he's never been a Finals MVP. Iguodala got it uh, when he was able to insert it into the starting lineup in 2015. They won three in a row. That's why he got the Finals MVP. Obviously, Durant has been off the charts the last two years in the Finals. How important is it? for uh, Steph Curry at the end of an NBA Finals hoisting a trophy where people say, you, Steph, you were the difference. I think it's extremely important for him, and, and he could downplay it all he wants to, but being a Finals MVP is like the next step of his evolution as a basketball player. But I like when people, I love when people say he took a step back and let Kevin Durant in. No, well, Kevin Durant is better than him, okay? Pound for pound, Kevin Durant is better. He's a seven-foot shooter who can do exactly what he can. And you can't build a defense for Kevin Durant. Like, you can't really stop Kevin Durant. You can stop Steph Curry in certain things. It's just that the, the other side of the defense where we where we see the problems at. Um, but but Kevin Durant, you really can't stop his production. He can see over defenses. He's bigger. He, he can take the pound. Like he, he, it's just it's a different animal. So he took a step back to a guy who's better than him, He not to a guy who was equal to him, who was better than him. And it's something – knowledge of self is a, is a big thing as men – he knows something about himself that, that 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 we don't. He knows that he can't necessarily carry a team to a championship. He needed help because if that if you switch swap Kobe and Steph and Kev, and and Draymond goes and says, you know, we need, we got to go get Steph. And what what would Kobe have said? No, right, <laughs> I mean, no chance. No, no. I'm sorry. If if, if Kobe would have said, you know, we need to go get KD. No, because I got this. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we took a loss, but I got this right. Steph was like, you know what? Yeah, we do need him because we need a guy that we can go to that can open the floor up for us. He's a team player, yes, but he's at a precipice in his career, right, where he can take and go to an epic all-time level. If he takes on this series, right, and gives us some 40, 50-point performances where he's absolutely dominant, like he carries them to a victory, that will put him in the conversation of best point guard of all time. Let me remind everybody, in 2015, when the Warriors won their first championship against LeBron and the Cavaliers, after Kyrie went down with an injury after the first game, this was the starting lineup for the Cavs. You had Moskov at center, Tristan Thompson, Shumpert, and Della Vadova. Right. That was the starting lineup of the Cavaliers in that series. Because Kyrie was out, there was no Kevin Love yet, so you... So you had LeBron James, by the way. LeBron's numbers in that series, 36 points, 13 rebounds, 9 assists, and they gave the MVP to uh, Iguodala. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Moskov, Tristan Thompson, Shumpert, and Della Vadova. Okay. I mean, you better win against that team. No matter how great LeBron was, you talk about a one-man team. It was literally a one-man team that year in 2015. Right. So that that's not the team that a year later – Right, that you were part of, that uh, the Cavaliers had to win a championship. So, yeah, I, I look at the whole dynamic for Steph Curry, and I translate this, and I mentioned this about Kobe back in 04. You know, the Lakers had won three straight championships. Shaq had dominated and been the NBA Finals MVP three straight years. 03, they get eliminated by San Antonio, but 04, they're back in the Finals against a Pistons team they should have beaten 10 times over. 
they had some dynamic problems. Gary Payton was a really good fit. Malone was at the end of his career, but you still had Shaq at his peak. Lakers are down 2-1 in that series, and they needed to win game four. And Shaq's going off. And he's just he's stuffing Ben Wallace into 36 points, 20 rebounds, literally unstoppable. And Kobe is looking at the real possibility of Shaq winning another NBA Finals MVP, and he wasn't going to have any part of it. Kobe shot him right out of the game. 10 of 28 in the game. They lose by four, get blown out in game five series over. So I would I'm what I would be curious about is if Durant comes back, and let's say he's not a hundred percent. Maybe he's just a little off, understandably. How would that work with Steph? Would, I mean, he's, again, six straight games of 33-plus points, okay? Would Steph sort of just take the ball figuratively out of Durant's hands and say, no, this is my time? Or is that way off base as far as Listen. what's in the mindset of Steph Curry. It leaves some uncertainty, and that's where Steve Kerr gets paid his, his big bucks to, to, to take care of that because Steph has been carrying the load since Katie has been out. And for Katie to come in and think that, you know what, I'm going to pop back into what I was before I got hurt kind of makes no sense. Like, you got to keep the ball in Steph Curry's hands because he's been doing his job and carrying those guys. But would Katie be effective at just going up and being a spot-up shooter and, and not getting the touches because he, he – his talent level demands the touches to so he can get hot and dominate the series. But if he hasn't played, do we give him it's – like, it's kind of like what happened with DeMarcus Cousins. DeMarcus Cousins, they tried to play him in, in an eight-minute stint. It just wasn't working. It just wasn't working. And he need he needs time on the floor to be able to get his rhythm, to be, to be able to affect the game. And KD's going to need that same time with time running out. Like, we got we don't have the time to get you ready – it's either now or never, and that's a lot of pressure on a on a scorer who who prides himself on being efficient. Like he knows when he misses and when he makes, and like he knows his percentages. So that's a lot of pressure on a guy who already prides himself on being super efficient. It's going to be tough for that team. The dynamic of who has the ball in his hands. Clay's just going to be Clay, but those two guys, it, it it could come to a point where we don't have the time to figure this thing out and just give it to Steph and 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 KD's over there just looking like yeah. That's why I'm leaving anyway. Uh, we're in the Geico Fox Sports <laughs> Radio studios. You mentioned Clay Thompson. Uh, he is a guy that, as you say, Clay will be Clay. Well, what's going into the mind of Clay Thompson right now? He knows that Durant's future is questionable. He's seeing the Steph Curry dynamic right now. There's even buzz about Igudala and Sean Livingston contemplating retirement. Is it time for Clay Thompson to realize that maybe the run for the Warriors is about to end and greener pastures could be elsewhere? The future of Clay Thompson when we come back. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Steve Hartman, Dante Jones, Nostradante. That's what we're going to call him, at least until tonight. We'll get his prediction for tonight's game many hours from now. All right, so, Blake Thompson. And, and, I, and I go back again to the uh, 2004 NBA Finals between the Lakers and the Detroit Pistons. Everything seemed to be fine with the Lakers. They had added Carl Malone. They had added Gary Payton. You had Shaq and Kobe in their absolute prime. And I was eyewitness to a team completely disintegrate. I just... They got swept three in a row in Detroit. Two of those games were absolute blowouts. And the fallout was Phil Jackson got fired. Shaq got traded. Malone and Peyton were gone. And a year later, Kobe alone didn't even make the playoffs. When you look at the Warriors right now, and we had already a fallout early in the year between Draymond and Kevin Durant. And I know that, oh, by the way, can I play that Draymond stuff right now? Do we have that Kevin uh, Durant comments by Draymond Green? Because remember, these were two guys, Dante, that uh, really weren't seeing eye-to-eye a little bit earlier this year. But uh, Draymond was pressed about uh, Kevin Durant and uh, his value to this Warriors team. I want to get to that sound here. There's so much noise that comes about, like, oh, are they better or worse without Kevin? Like, can we stop the conversation because it's idiotic? Do we play a different brand of basketball when Kevin's not out there? Absolutely. Sure. But you'd be idiotic to think that we shouldn't. That's where all the noise comes from. And so it's like, oh, y'all need to keep Kevin a part of it. Well, I disagree with that because Kevin is a part of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been a part of this. And everybody else kind of creates the narrative of, like, it's us, and then it's Kevin, or it's the Warriors, and then it's the Warriors with KD. No, it's still the same team. What do you make of those comments by Draymond? <laughs> well, I don't know why he addressed it. See, you added fuel to the flame. You let them do what they wanted to. The media asks questions all the time to create different narratives, and, and it's their job to. Don't get me wrong, but you, you don't, as you said before, you, you, don't, you don't give dumb questions dumb answers. Like, you don't 
and you he you kind of brought more attention to something that that's not really that serious. Yeah, are they better or worse? That's the media's job to de- decide whether or or to create the conversations of whether the, somebody would think they're better or worse. That that's natural. But KD being ostracized from the team and the media hasn't separated him from the team. Like he's acting like the media has separated KD out of the conversation of the Warriors and the Warriors and the Warriors with KD. No, that's something that didn't happen. They just asked, are they better without KD? And you, you, that's an opinion based question, right? Like I could like the Warriors without KD. I could, because I don't like, I like the words when they're moving the ball and Steph's doing it. I like the, the words when the ball's in Steph's hands. I don't like an ISO KD. It seems like it's just not natural what we're used to seeing from the Warriors. So that is only an opinion-based question. And he made it seem as if it was um, it was personal attacking them, trying to separate and cause a dissension between them, which is not. All right. So getting back to Clay Thompson in a moment here. First of all, in, in Draymond Green's situation, Kevin Durant's future has a direct effect on Draymond Green's future. Oh, definitely. So, I mean, when when he talks about, you know, about Kevin Durant being a part of this team, if Durant leaves, then Draymond's situation becomes a lot better as far as getting max deals and everything else with the Golden State Warriors. If Durant were to stay, that ain't happening. Draymond's going to be gone, cut from the payroll. Klay Thompson right now is sitting back. Do you think there's any possibility when this season is over that Klay Thompson will at least entertain conversations with other teams, or will he immediately sign on the dotted line to stay a warrior? Hmm. It fluctuates every day. Every day fluctuates. Like, I thought, yes, he seems unhappy when they're losing and, and things are going bad, but then he gave that whole love letter to Steph Curry yesterday and how he's the greatest guy and father and guy I look up to and been the greatest point guard. So it seems like he's as temperamental as, as Kyrie Irving. He goes with the weather. And this will be a decision made on the day of free agency. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. So how does the NBA sell the rest of the series? We'll tell you next. Oh, what a big Sunday it is indeed. Finally, game two of the NBA Finals. I say finally because it should have been yesterday, but they, they're spacing it out, dragging it out. Specifically, though, to get this show in. that's People do not understand it was because that we do this show on Sunday that they wanted to have game two so that we could do the full preview of what's about to transpire in Toronto tonight. By the way, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit geico.com. For a free rate quote. Well, one of the problems, and we knew this going in, for the NBA having the Raptors in the NBA Finals is is that you don't get credit for ratings in Toronto. The numbers in Canada were unreal, Dante. I mean, this was the most watched NBA game ever uh, in the country of Canada, predictably so. Huge numbers. I mean, monster numbers. And the whole country was watching but unfortunately, those numbers don't translate into U.S. ratings. It was the lowest-rated game one of an NBA Finals in 10 years, uh, lowest-rated game of any NBA Finals game in six years, which is all predictable. However, if you are Adam Silver, you realize 
that we got to do something here. We, we got to generate some interest. We got to figure out a way. And there is someone that can bridge the gap. And his name is Drake. So Adam Silver, Dante, the other day was talking about Drake's involvement with the Raptors. And he said he was very cautious on how he handled this. He said, I understand he's a super fan. We love having high-profile super fans. Spike Lee with the Knicks, Jack Nicholson with the Lakers. These are super fans, recognizable super fans. But they're not super fans that are pulling lint out of the hair of Steph Curry. They're not (laughs) guys that are getting in the face of Draymond Green. They're not guys that are putting their hands on the shoulder of the Raptors coach, Nick Nurse. So uh, let's hear a little uh, Draymond talking about the dynamic of Drake in this series. That's Drake talking on the sideline. Like, I think so many people make a big deal out of it. It is what it is. He a fan, he talk, and it gets more attention because he's Drake. So many people have complained about it. Like, you don't let any other fan do that. Yeah, any other fan just not Drake. So they probably shouldn't be able to do that. That's just kind of how the cookie crumbles. Uh, he's, he's worked his ass off to be who he is, and I think we all know when you do that, you get more leash than others. So think there's so much talking like the NBA need us no they don't like he worked to be who he is you should get more leash but I don't mind it it's fun for me all right so if you're the NBA I mean to put Drake's uh career in perspective remember a couple years ago he had an album with 22 tracks and all 22 tracks appeared in the Billboard Hot 100 <laughs> the same week okay that has never happened not the Beatles not nobody has ever done that so let me ask you Dante if you're the NBA, how can you utilize Drake to your advantage? They're doing it right now. He's an ambassador for the Toronto Raptors, which he should be. He's proud of the city he's from, which he should be. He's a super fan because he he fluctuates his allegiance to teams, which is cool. When the Raptors are winning, he's he's hometown. When Warriors, he got he hangs out with his homeboys on the board, which is fine. However, he should. St- be still involved in the role. If if the coach of the Raptors didn't have a problem with him touching his shoulders, then he's fine. He didn't touch the opposing coach. He if Steph Curry, Steph Curry's going into having conversations with him. See, he's Drake and he means something to the people he's speaking to. They are fans of his, right? So, as an athlete, there are there are thousands of people who are yelling, "You suck!" and "You are you're a waste!" and all the all these things that there you do not acknowledge them because. You technically don't hear them. You only hear the voices of the people you care about. Your coach, your teammates. Because there's so much noise going in. And we can we can like kind of like 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 disseminate who is who is who coming out and, and block those things out. But they care about Drake and Drake is bothering them because they like Drake. They're fans. They're much as fans of him as he is of them. Right? Right. So if he tells them they suck. It's different than the guy next door because there's a guy next to him that's saying the same thing, and they don't go talk to him. they don't go talk to him or the lady two doors down. Yeah, they don't go talk to her because it doesn't matter. It matters you, Drake, because I really love your music. I really love you. I'm a fan of you, and you hurt my feelings. And I got to go talk to you. He didn't stop. There, there were a, a, a row full of people telling him how much he sucked, and he stopped at Drake's door to talk to him and go back and forth with him because he cared. It hurt his feelings. A lot of people are wondering how Drake's role will change. It won't. Once the series moves to Oakland. So we were talking about this yesterday, Dante, about 
All right, so Drake's got – he can buy any seat he wants. So let's say Drake uh, is looking at floor seats at Oracle, and he's offering up $100,000 for anybody's seat. And uh, somebody says, $100,000, done. And now he's sitting on the floor surrounded by Warrior fans doing his Drake Raptor thing. I think that's dynamic TV. It's something eyeballs want to see. It is. But how would that dynamic actually work, do you think, if that actually played out? It would be out? a little dangerous. <laughs> It'd be a little da- that, yeah. I mean, you realize his songs are now banned on certain stations in the Bay Area. That's how big he is. Yes. But you have to make concerted effort to, to deflect his presence. That's how huge he is. Like, we can't downplay Drake. We can't make it seem like Drake isn't. Is He's nothing. had more songs in the Billboard Hot 100 in his career than any solo artist. He's the most ever. successful solo artist we have. Yes. Especially in his genre. So, and it's the genre that they play in the arenas, that they use his See, music. If I were the NBA, I would. I would make a deal with some. I want Drake there. No, no, no. The NBA I will make sure he gets a ticket. No, no, oh, no, don't no. get it I twisted. I want him visible. If he, I want if he him wants there. a ticket, they yes. will make sure he gets a ticket. You know, yes. you understand? They block off certain tickets for the booth for the um for the um for right. for Stan and 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 um and Mark Jackson. Like they, right. so they can they can make space for Drake. Don't get it twisted. If they want him there and he wants to be there, right? It's a matter of his schedule. If he wants to be there, if he can cause the a distraction for his team. Those are the things that come into play. But he but gets if eyeballs. He, he gets eyeballs. Yeah, he brings he he brings a different he brings a different attention to this. So you might get an additional th- thousands of eyeballs that just want to see Drake what Drake does on the sidelines, and and that's where you can make up the the attention and it's not getting because LeBron James is not here. Twenty fifteen, the first year the Cavaliers played the Warriors, and again again it was it was LeBron, Kyrie went out, Delavadova and Shumpert. Okay. But what got a lot of eyeballs that normally didn't watch the NBA Finals that year? Women. Because they wanted to see that little girl. Oh, they wanted to see Steph Curry's daughter. Right. Yeah. He would brought her out, you know. Mm-hmm. all And all of a sudden, people that would, women especially, who would never watch the NBA Finals, they wanted to see that little girl. They wanted to see Steph Curry. Look how look how sweet he looks. He's got this little girl and everything else. These are the little dynamics. And that was a highly rated series. Even though after you know, you know, Kyrie went down, it wasn't all that competitive. So you got to understand marketing right now, and you do have a marketing tool that is universal. And Drake, it's one of the biggest artists around. So yeah, I, I am very anxious to see in an effort to get eyeballs on these finals that people would not necessarily be watching the NBA finals. The only way you're going to do that. It's not going to be selling Kawhi Leonard or Return of Kevin Durant. <laughs> it's going to be Drake. You think Drake would play party to that? Yeah. Oh, I do too. He, cause he I, I bet you he has some music coming out soon. I, I bet you. I bet you he uses the NBA as much as the NBA uses him. How about if he were to sing the anthem at Oracle? By the way, do they do the Canadian <laughs> anthem when they're at Oracle? They need to let him sing it at at uh, at uh, whatever their Air Canada Center. What is it now? Yeah. It changes. Yeah. Arenas change all the time. It's hard to keep up with them. Did I, I didn't see in game one. They, they obviously sang the Canadian anthem, right? Right. They do that. Um, but when they get back to Oracle, are they going to – I would imagine, right? Scotia Bank. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Are I, they going to sing the, the Canadian anthem at the games at Oracle? <laughs> I mean, it's the Toronto Raptors, right? They should. I think they Great do. question. Yeah. And if you have Drake singing the anthem at Oracle. It can't be worse than Fergie. Well, it's not about that. I'm talking about 
<laughs> do you? Uh, I mean, do you think they would cheer him at Oracle? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, seriously. I mean, it could cause a national incident. Is what we're talking Drake about here. Drake Duo Canada and E40 do the national anthem. Mm. Mm. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's out of control. Would, would you uh, would you entertain that thought if the NBA approached uh, Drake saying, "Hey, look at obviously uh, the Raptors are in the NBA Finals. We'd like you to sing the <sighs> Canadian anthem at Oracle." Man, uh, he wouldn't do that, Oracle. <laughs> but <laughs> Oracle's gets a little dangerous. Okay, oh. now those those Warrior fans are mm. they're they're amazing. Mm-hmm. They've gotten a little a little bougie themselves, but they because because. The the super wealthy fans have. Oh, you think have they're done. bougie? Wait till they move to San Francisco. Oh man, it's going it's going to be a different environment. But yeah. I remember the We Believe fans, and they were probably the best fans I've ever seen in one game, like in one a playoff game. They stood up the whole game. Now you have a different tier of fan in there, and they they cheer, and they're and and you still have some of the We Believe fans there who can afford some upper tickets. But these these new rich fans, they, they they're kind of like Staples Center fans. <laughs> yeah, the guy. They they're there to have a good time. They 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 don't have to be the super fan that they, they don't because because they're not. They're just I can afford the tickets. I remember yeah. I remember buying a ticket for the final for Game Seven, and it was at the last seat of that's all all they gave us. My 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 sons and my my mom needed a ticket because they gave us two. I paid like two thousand for the last for per seat. For the last seat in the in the lower bowl, wow, two thousand a ticket, and that's and that's what, two three years ago. Mm-hmm. Per ticket, there, it's out, it's out of control. It is out of control. I, these are the final games at Oracle, and we've talked about, you know, the fact that so many of these Warrior fans, they they they've been priced out. They ain't right. gonna. They're not moving to San Francisco. Right. If people, are, well, it's a Bay Area. No, no, no. Oakland and San Francisco are two different worlds. Yes. And when they move into that new arena in San Francisco next season, all these Oracle fans, not all, but a vast majority of them, you just get a different type, be type bye-bye. of fan. Different type of fan. Very different type. Just like the uh, 49ers did when they left Candlestick to move to Santa Clara. That was a whole different dynamic. It hasn't worked out very well for them, has it? Mm-hmm. All right. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studio. So while all of this is going on with uh, Game 2 of the NBA Finals, the other team that everyone is watching, obviously, is the team that didn't even make the playoffs. That would be the Los Angeles Lakers, in particular LeBron James. And even the commissioners conceded the fact that LeBron James' absence from these playoffs can no longer be tolerated. So what is his game plan to rectify the situation? We're going to tell you coming up next. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. Seen it? Covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Steve Harbin and Dante Jones. <laughs> we have a lot of things going on around here. <laughs> my uh, my daughter last night had her prom. Oh, And I was I, very I happy that, that she chose to go alone. This is like a dad's dream. Uh, she turned down uh, several uh, offers uh, from young men to go, and she's like, no, I'm good. Sweet. I'm good, which is uh, sort of a wave of the future. Almost like did it. that. Almost yeah. did that. Yeah. I didn't go to my prom. I went actually to the prom the year after I graduated. The girl that was a senior asked she wanted to go with a college guy and that type of thing. I, I um My prom came up, and it was a girl that I was really, really good friends with in class. And she started crying like four days before because she had a college boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Four or five days before the prom. I Mind you, I had broke both of my wrists in basketball. So wow. I had two casts on. It's <laughs> a good look. Um, and and I wasn't going to the prom. I just didn't. Yeah. Just It just wasn't my thing. Like, right. I, or, or I went by myself. And she was crying. Her boyfriend broke up with her. And she a very pretty girl, though, mind you. Right. She, she was worthy of dating a college guy. Right. Mind you. Right, right. And and she was she was super upset and I I just I took her to make her day to make right. her feel better. Oh, I was happy. I showed you. I I showed uh, Dante a picture of uh, as I said my daughter with her date. There was nobody there, but she went with Sweet. a group of friends. They had a great time and she's graduating. My youngest. That's it. She's that's graduating. Graduating Thursday. A big uh, graduation day. And Congratulations. Then, uh, yeah. One one of the things that's sort of a little bit unnerving for me is uh, she's she's still contemplating going to USC. Uh, you know, UCLA. Did you did you do anything to get her in? Well, my great my dad, my dad went to USC, uh, and he's uh, so she has a, le- a legacy there. Um, you know what happens with the USC people going on right now? So 
Did you pull any strings? I, you know, no. I, cash no, values? I, I don't have that kind of a clout, okay, nor would sure. I do that. She doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't need my help. She okay. actually has earned things. All right. Sweet. Um, That's how we uh, yeah, raise them. Exactly. You know, you got to earn your way in this You're Absolutely world. correct. All right. So the team, you know, Adam Silver did a lot of talking this week about the state of the NBA, and he admitted, look, not having LeBron James in the playoffs is really bad for our league. Uh, we just had eight straight years of LeBron in the NBA Finals, and he didn't make the playoffs. He also said something. He he basically said the Lakers will figure it out. But I guarantee you behind closed doors, the NBA ain't leaving that up to chance. No way, no how. They are... They know they can't afford another year of LeBron missing the playoffs. So what can they do about it? And the Anthony Davis sweepstakes, to me, is down to one team, and that's the Lakers. I don't know about you, Dante, but all this talk about the Celtics, the Celtics are not going to give up Tatum in a deal to get Anthony Davis and I'm not quite sure what they have to offer that would entice the Pelicans to make a deal. Meanwhile, I also hear out of New Orleans that there are people in the organization, and I don't know if this is coming from Griffin or other people, that seem very intrigued with the possibility of a backcourt of Drew Holiday and Lonzo Ball. So let me ask you. I really you, like that, though. I, I think a lot of people are very intrigued. Now, would you be concerned at all? Look, LeVar Ball has flatly stated no way no how no chance that he would say yes to Lonzo being in a Pelicans uniform listen 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 mm-hmm. who cares what LeVar Ball says because Does Lon- Lonzo, Lon- care? Lon- Lonzo has taken some steps to be his own man yes he has proud of him that's the that's what LeBron James has done to him to help him see a bigger picture and be like a bigger brother to, to to ask questions too, because that's the biggest part when you have um, present parents in your life, especially when you haven't had the the amount of resources as some kids have, and and you get to the NBA and you don't have many people to trust, and your parents are there, and they're not versed in in big sets of money or the responsibility or the decisions that we're making. So they kind of make them with your best interest at heart because they think you're the best thing in the world because all parents think their kids are the best thing in the world. But they're not making the best decisions sometimes. So sometimes you have to step back as a man and take control of your career, whether it be good or bad. You can only live with your decisions. What you don't want to live with is regrets. You don't want to say, you know, I wish I would have at year three separated and did the things that I thought because then at that point in time, I tried it and it didn't work. But the regrets can haunt you for life. So Lonzo's taking steps to move away from the big baller brand to be his own guy. He got his own agent. Now he can he can be in charge of his career, which is and and we and we will see how good he's going to be. He's he's highly respected amongst his peers as a two way point guard. But if the New Orleans Pelicans could get a real point guard to play next to Drew Holiday. I think that's a young team to watch out for because I think David Griffin can build around those assets. So if they would exchange that that four pick, right? Okay, so let me let me let me put the latest teams. deal. All right, so the Lakers have the fourth overall pick. By the way, they had Culver in for a workout. I think we all agree that Culver he's not there yet. There's a little Paul George potential there. 
Maybe. I mean, that's a long way from where he is to where he could be. But when you look at his improvement each year at Tech and how he, he you know, he works on different aspects of the game, becoming a better shooter, can be a two-way player, play both ends of the court. Culver is a very intriguing guy as a possible fourth pick. He was in for a workout with the Lakers yesterday. All right. So if you're the Lakers, here's your deal. You offer the Pelicans, Lonzo, the fourth overall pick. And also remember this about the Lakers. They have all of their number one picks moving forward. So you look at 2023, and I know 2023 sounds like a long time from now, but it's the year after LeBron deals is up. That's a valuable pick, potentially, figuring that maybe the Lakers fall after LeBron leaves, right? Mm -hmm. So you dangle that pick out there. So future, 2023 number one pick. Fourth Mm -hmm. overall pick, Lonzo Ball. Now you're looking at Kuzma or Ingram. Sort of let them make their choice there. I mean, the Ingram clotting situation could be a red flag. I don't know. But if you get that on the table, we know this about Griffin. He's going to make the best deal for the Pelicans. He's not worried, and and from what I understand, again, Benson is not standing in his way in any way. There's a reason they brought Griffin in, because he knows what he's doing. Right. And he's going to get the best deal moving forward for the Pelicans. And, oh, by the way, they're going to get Zion with the number one pick. So, is that a good enough deal? Is that, uh, is anybody, can anybody else top that deal as far as what is best for the Pelicans? I think the deal got a little worse. But it's still a good, the best deal available. I don't. If the Celtics would throw um, Tatum, Jason Tatum in there, that's crazy. But like, I gotta really look at it. But th- I don't expect them to. But this is the same deal that was available at the at the deadline, except the fourth overall pick. But the pick would would have been in there. You'd have right. been trading this year's pick, which would end up as the, you had a first and a fourth pick. Right. So you look, you'd look like a genius. But now, and you would have got um, why is his name always? Who did, the big man that did trade it to the Clippers? Um, oh, oh, you're talking um, about uh, Zubac. Yeah, Zubac. Zubac. Right. Yeah. I always lose his name. I'm sorry, fellas. Yeah. That's because um, it's not pronounced <laughs> the way it's spelled. Okay. So Zubac, like, he would have been, been involved in that deal, a young big man. So you would have had the pick. Your your choice of the, the, the young crew would have been the pick, Lonzo, Kuz, Hart, or Ingram, Zubac. And then that would have give you, that gave you, like, a young foundation to put around – your number one pick coming in, and you'd have had a young team that you can resign and keep that going. Now it's it's the fourth pick, Lonzo. They're a probably, future one, and your choice of Ingram or Kuzma. Well, if if you go if you take Kuz, definitely, and I'll give you Hart Kuz. or Ingram because Ingram is going to be the the. It's, I it's, won't, it's give, not a, it's, I won't it's not give you. A, I won't give you Ingram and Kuzma. You can take Hart. Well. I, I mean, the Lakers have got to have something left. Listen, I think the foundation of that deal is going to be the four, the four pick Lonzo and Kuz, and that's where we start at. Okay, that's right. Okay, and, right, and then Hart or Ingram is debatable, and probably a, a sign and trade to call Will Pope to make the the money work. Well, that that then that's done. I mean, I again, I really believe the direction is showing that the Lakers are going to get Anthony Davis because I do believe the Lakers. Even with all the problems they have, and we'll get more into that. But uh, okay, first of all, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. This is what we do here. We're 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 putting it together. We're we're saving teams. We're saving leagues here. Yeah. Uh, but let's find out what's trending first. David Gascon, you're you're just spitballing everywhere. 
Well, this is what we do on this show. I mean, we're trying to do what's best for the NBA. And the Lakers. And well, both teams. But but what's best for the NBA is to make LeBron James a factor again. Well, you also need to make the New York Knicks a factor. The Lakers are more important than the Knicks because the Lakers have LeBron James. I understand that, but you're only going to have him for a handful of more years. But you have to have LeBron James. Rel- you, look at even Adam Silver said we are getting killed with listen, LeBron missing the but playoffs. Do you think LeBron James is going anywhere with his kids in high? No. They can think two years from now, his son is what a, ju- a rising junior going yeah. into high school. Or we're in gonna, Sierra Canyon, by at, the way, in, yeah. in Los Angeles, and you can say, you know what? I'm relocating. I'm going to New York, babe. Come on, let's no, go. No, let's no. take the kid. Like you have him for as long as you can take care of him. No, I understand that. I'm just saying that you have. Even in a bad year, the Lakers are still a topic of conversation. Whereas for the Knicks, you don't. You had a little bit of hype before the draft lottery, and then that was it. And the air was out of the balloon because obviously they didn't get the top pick, so no Zion Williamson. Yeah, but the league is su- has been dealing with bad Knicks teams for four decades. Yeah, yeah but the league has been dealing with a bad Eastern Conference for such a long period of time. It was top-heavy with LeBron. And then everything else after that fell off the here, map. Here, here's the thing. This uh, is not uh, a league about teams anymore or even markets. It's I interject. about players. I interject. Top Your heavy. star players run this league now. Top heavy with LeBron is a tough one because you got a yeah. Toronto Raptors is in it is, is, is causing damage. And then you had the Boston Celtics. And then you had you have the, the, the rising Sixers and the Milwaukee Bucks. Top yeah. heavy with LeBron is not what the Eastern Conference is. I know that's the rationale. Mm-hmm. And then the West is not that good because it was the Warriors and the Rockets. Did you really think the Portland Trailblazers and the Denver Nuggets going to win a championship this year, fellas? No, but you, you had the idea that OKC would be a lot more competitive than they were. Like Paul now, George, I don't, know, I don't know why you had that idea because neither one of them have done games in hey, three pa- years. Paul George was an MVP candidate during the middle of the season, and that's and that's and that's your that's where you have to trigger yourself to put that drink down. down the stretch. Remember, oh. I had this conversation <laughs> with Dante about. Uh, Paul George, whether he's a difference maker, you were all defensive about it. I am because he, he holds a special place in my heart right. as my friend. Yeah. But I don't. But I still don't think they have the pieces to win around him. Like Russ, Russ and Paul are just not enough yet. Not yet. Coaching is a big part of their their equation. They haven't solved that yet. Is there anything going on other than what we're talking about? Well, there's a little bit of baseball. <laughs> uh, like a handful of games going on right now. Minnesota's leading in Tampa Bay three to nothing. Miguel Sano two for two in the ball game with an RBI. Brewers leading in Pittsburgh three to one. Ryan Braun a couple of runs scored. Or it's gonna be two for two with a run scored. And Max Scherzer's on the bump for Washington. They lead in Cincinnati by a score of two to one. Giants lead two one in Baltimore. Uh, later on today, you get the Dodgers and the Phillies. LA looking for a sweep. They got Rich Hill on the bump. And then of course, Yankees and Red Sox tonight. First pitch at seven o five. CC Sabathia versus David Price in the pitching matchup. As far as the NBA Finals go, tip-off time tonight at 8 o'clock Eastern. No KD. Kevin is uh, fine. He didn't go through uh, our shoot-around. He's with our trainer, and so he's out, obviously. And another day, another uh, step forward in his rehab progress. Again, tip-off time at 8 o'clock Eastern. Raptors up in the series, one game to none. Back to Steve Hartman, Dante Jones in 10 seconds. First, a word from our friends at Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Get Donovan Mitchell over to the Lakers. 
Get Donovan Mitchell somehow, some way. How? They, 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 they never, never a day would they. No. I mean, I they, pulled they, the trade machine up. I'll, I'll have an answer for you. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. You guys do All right, well, you, you figure that one out. Uh, I don't, I, that's not going to happen. But it's a nice idea. Who? I mean, who wouldn't want Donovan Mitchell? I agree with you there. Well, um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You don't it, like Donovan Mitchell? It could work. It could work. We'll worry about it later. Hold on, hold on, Mitch. I got somebody far more important. Some of you have more knowledge of in a second here. By the way, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save fifty percent or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call eight hundred nine four seven Auto. The only hard part: figuring out which way is easier. Um, there's so many great rumors out there. How about, how about this one? You ready for this one? A Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal backcourt for the Lakers is possible. Yeah, I right. told you we talked about that last week. Which Come is on, interesting man. because just two days ago, I love it. Prominent people covering the Celtics were saying there is no way Kyrie Irving will be a Laker. Like that is off the table. I asked you about this on Thursday, right after I, and since you you have conversations, Game let time. me ask you this: Is the idea of Kyrie Irving rejoining uh, LeBron James out of the question? I don't. I definitely don't think it's out of the question. I think he has the two New York teams and the and the two LA teams on his radar. It, it, it makes the most sense, and you have to look at them. After the draft, after the draft, that's a better picture of where both teams will be. Because it can change for the Lakers. The Lakers could pull off um Anthony Davis trade, and it's LeBron James and Anthony Davis team. On a, a LeBron James and an Anthony Davis team, and could you turn that down? No. So people making speculations about what right now, what his what his day-to-day thought process is right now, it will change after the draft. After the chaos of the draft and everybody trading picks and moving their team and trying to make it better. Yes. This thing will change. All right, let me let me throw out what they're talking about here as far as a deal to get Bradley Beal and then to sign Kyrie Irving for a new backcourt for the Lakers. All right, so the Beal deal, that would be a trade, obviously. Uh, it would include Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram, the fourth overall pick, and maybe a Mo Wagner, okay, to get Bradley Beal. In order to then sign, to get Beal done... And then to sign Kyrie, Kyrie would have to take a little less. A little less. Not the full max of what he could make by signing with the Lakers, but a little bit less. He sell more shoes and and be able to be more marketable. That, exactly. it, it wouldn't make any it wouldn't make any it wouldn't make a difference. All right, so let's get back to the Beal deal. Is that a is that a deal that you think the Wizards would pull right now? Probably thinking the Beal's gone anyway at the end of the year. Yeah. Done, right? Yeah. All right, so let's talk about a backcourt of You had Kyrie to. Irving with Bradley Beal, you would still have Kuzma and LeBron James. How's that looking? I'm with it. <laughs> Kyrie, because you have another shooter, a guy you can depend on. To get, yes, yes. Spacing, LeBron James will have spacing now. That's a big thing for him. Mm-hmm. Kuz, Kuz, who's active, can score the ball. You How are we defensively here? Um, I think we we can compete. We can we can we can buy defense. Right. Like there's defense to be bought out there. Yeah, I think I think we're cool. It depends on how you do it. The structure of how you do it is the big thing because then I think you may have your exception left. You can go and buy somebody like Patrick Beverly to, to change things defensively. Mm, love that. 
and get some defensive guys on the back end at, at center as well. Yeah, you can make it work. So that's being floated out there as a possibility. Kyrie Irving, where is his head right now? What do you, what do you think? What what do you think <laughs> Kyrie is thinking in this moment? I know you have contact with him, but uh, I mean, without revealing uh, conversations, what, what, where, where is his head? I mean, does he have a, a definite destination? No. If he can get it done that he wants to be, or are all options still on the table? I think all his n- normal options are on the table that we spoke about. Enjoying my summer right now because to get overwhelmed about what like. This, this picture can change on a day-to-day basis, and it will ultimately be the picture after the draft. So I'm just enjoying my summer, enjoying my family, my friends, taking some time off um, to download, to, to just just enjoy life. But the seriousness comes at the end of the month. But here's the other part of it. You said earlier about players understanding who they are. Kyrie mm-hmm. Irving left the Cavaliers because he wanted to be the guy. And he went to the Celtics, and it did not play out the way he had hoped. So is he fully accepting the fact that, obviously, he is a great player, and he can be a big piece in a championship team as he was in Cleveland in 2016 on your team there? Or is he still of the mindset that, under the right circumstances, I can still be the guy, and I still want to be the guy, the face of a franchise. Well, look at the picture that that that, that you try to paint with, paint with the Lakers. Yeah, ultimately he wants to be the guy, but then I have to get guys to follow, and I have to have guys under me that are w- willing to follow and willing to want to sacrifice everything to win. If I'm the guy, that doesn't mean we're going to be successful. The management and the organization has to put people under me that want to follow my lead and want to be in a winning situation and care nothing about winning, care about winning more than anything. But even if he goes to the Lakers, you can still be the guy because LeBron James has a a window of expiration. Like his window of expiration coincides with my tenure there. So I'll end up being the guy. LeBron James in a couple of years may be the secondary option. And I'll be the guy, and then I'll have somebody like Bradley Bill who will be right there next to me and, and be a, a tier under me. But I can still be the guy on a winning team in a lot of different situations. Just may not be next year I'll be the guy. I can turn into the guy and evolve into the guy on a bunch of winning situations, which makes me more popular and could make me more money off the court and make my um, the way my career is viewed differently when, I, when it's all said and done. All right. Short term, long term. We just we just painted a picture on two deals that could be made. One for Anthony Davis, one for Bradley Beal. Looking short term with LeBron, long term after LeBron. Who's a better fit for the Lakers? Anthony Davis or Bradley Beal? Whichever one I can get first. Whichever one like a bird in the hand worth two in a bush. So in either, other words, either one if can deal, work. If they're but what if what if they're both on the table simultaneously? Wh- whoever wants to pull the tr- trigger the first, like um, Anthony Davis is the most is the most effective. But if I can is, get is Bradley better, Beal, is he better short term with LeBron or is Bradley Beal better short term with LeBron? I think you. He's better short term, but it's like one A and one B. Because it's, the, the team has a different dynamic. But the one thing about Anthony Davis, and look, I'm a fan of Anthony Davis. Defensively, I mean, he makes your team better. But, right. he, but he, again, it hasn't. He hasn't shown in New Orleans that his mere presence on the court is going to somehow make your team great. 
Because the Pelicans have not been great. They've had moments, but they haven't been great with Anthony Davis. So obviously he needs more than just his presence on the court to make his team great. What he can do is operate without the ball. Right. Right? So that's where people get so excited with him because he rebounds, offensive rebounds, um, can do all the intangibles, defend, block shots, guard his own man. Um, if if they want to do something like they're doing with Kawhi Leonard tonight and not guard Anthony Davis, he would have a field day. Like he would dominate that situation. You want to you want to you want to double LeBron James? Go to Warriors, double LeBron James, and make everybody else beat you. He would destroy you. So that's what that that's why Kyrie with Beal, Kyrie with Anthony Davis. Oh, you got to double Anthony Davis. Te- teams are doubling him on on the the Pelicans. Right. Okay. Either you drop the ball down to Anthony Davis and let him get busy and see if a double team comes because it's going to come because he can score forty, or you give it to Kyrie and let them double. Like what? Pick your poison. He's not. He's better than Kevin Love. So when Kevin Love had it going, teams had a problem. Anthony Davis will have it going. He can. He can mid post. He can shoot the three. He. He's like Giannis. He can get the ball and go in transition. He's a deer. So. It's kind of like pick your poison with those guys. Now, if Bradley Beal comes, he gives you a shooter, a different dynamic, stretching defenses. You'll play. You'll play a little different. But either one, if you have one, one of those two as options, you can't really lose. All right, there's another option. Uh-oh. There's one more option that could trump both of those options. Kawhi. I'm just guessing. You tell me. Lead me into it. It's not Kawhi. Uh oh. It's not Kawhi. <laughs> oh, thank We're you, in the- At Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing and a less than perfect one. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Steve Harbin and Dante Jones. This has been the story throughout the playoffs this year with the NBA that there's been way more conversation on what's going to happen after the playoffs end than what's actually happening in the playoffs. All the different possibilities, all the moving pieces, all the free agents, all the big names, how to save LeBron James in L.A. is all much bigger conversation than anything that's actually happening during the playoffs. By the way, we have great news. Quick and easy way for you to save money. Switch to Geico. It only takes 15 minutes to see if you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Go to Geico.com and see how much you can save. We'll save Kawhi Leonard for the next hour because there's plenty to talk about uh, with Kawhi. But uh, when we talk about a guy that could make a difference for the Lakers, who is available? Clay Thompson. Now, the fact that Clay Thompson did not qualify for the Supermax deal by being left off the all-NBA team, Dante, to me, puts him in play. Obviously, if he could have signed for $221 million, no one's going to walk away from that. But the fact that $30 million evaporated from his potential deal to stay at Golden State Warrior, all depending on the rest of this NBA Finals. I mean, if this thing really starts to unravel on the Warriors, and we talked about this last week, if you put Klay Thompson with LeBron James, Klay Thompson will never have to worry about not making an all-NBA team again. 
he'll make first team all NBA. He'll average 25 to 30 a game. And his status in the league will go up big time over where he stands right now with the Golden State Warriors. Agree or disagree? I agree, but it what, what I was looking at was the fact that it would take time for him to be able to get the Supermax on another team, right? Right. So his only availability to get a Supermax would be with the Warriors. It, it would take Katie to leave. For him, for him to make that money up, it, w- it would take Katie to leave him. Him had to sign a short term. Well, forget deal the, with, the money with for a State. second. I, uh, money's so, always important. I'm not going to say forget money, but I'm saying the money his status, the recognition that I get a more of a feeling that he's getting more and more frustrated, and he has shown this about being left off the All NBA team. You know, not mentioned for All Defense. I think Clay Thompson is of the mindset now. Look, I have paid my dues. I'm a champion in this league, and I am just not getting my proper due. I'm just not. And if he went to the Lakers and team with LeBron, without Steph Curry, without Draymond, without Kevin Durant, I'm telling you, he you know, he goes way up the charts. I think LeBron James makes him a better player, yes, because he's always looking for him, and he's a better playmaker than Steph, yes. Depends on what the other option next to them would be. Hmm? No. Well, you sign him as a free agent. I mean, you you could Anthony Davis could be uh, the other option if mm-hmm. you make a deal for Anthony Davis. Yeah, I, I, if you had Anthony Davis and you're just going get the next best talent, it would be who would rank in your would Kyrie rank over him as as your target over Clay? Kyrie over Clay. Well, I'll ask you that. What who, who, what would be better with LeBron? If you have Anthony Davis, I think Kyrie because Kyrie can go get his own shot better than better than Clay could. But you need a shooter. And Kyrie is a Kyrie's in, in that but top he's tier not of shooters too. Yeah, All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. So what about Kawhi? There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Oh, yes, it is a day finally. Game two, NBA Finals. We are five hours away from tip-off. The Golden State Warriors better win. They better win if they want to win this NBA championship. By the way, we're coming live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. I say they better win because only three times ever in NBA Finals history has a team lost the first two games and still come back to win. Dante Jones was a member of one of those teams. In fact, the only team ever to actually be down 3-1 in a series and still come back to win. When you guys were down 2-0, and again, you lost the first two on the road at Golden State, you mentioned that, uh, in fact, even when you were down 3-1 and headed back to Golden State for Game 5, which everyone figured was going to be the last game of that series, that there was no panic on that Cavaliers team. He gave Ty Lue a lot of credit, but let, let's go back there. You're you're down 2-0. You're heading home to Cleveland. But what was the mindset of that Cavaliers team? The mindset was just handle our business and get our coverages together because we saw them unraveling. We saw those we – saw, we saw the team unravel – before our eyes, and we we noticed that it was under our control to keep our composure to do our game plan, which was push the tempo, push the ball as fast as them as they were pushing at us, um, because they were having cross matching problems. Get our 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 um our coverages together on the splits between Clay and Steph, and then make Draymond a finisher. That was the key to our success. And just the ability for us to concentrate possession by possession. And when I what I mean by we saw them unraveling is we saw that we saw the leadership style of Stephen Curry, how when he's making shots and when he's positive, he's a huge boost to his team. Do not get me wrong. But when things are going wrong and he's throwing his mouthpiece, he takes life from his team. Like he has that big of a shift. His 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 power shift is that big. And there was adversity setting in at that point in time. They were looking like they were losing a lead. And he and him and Clay were unraveling a little bit. Clay by his body language, being upset he wasn't getting the ball, Steph by things not going well, being attacked on the defensive end and not being able to bounce back. Aisha was in the media commenting about different things. So like he was unraveling and not being able to and I, I actually spoke to guys on that team. Um, and that was something that they were actually dealing with. Steph, they were trying to get something out of Steph, and Steph was a little bit lost in that series because mentally he just couldn't bounce back. And that's tough when you have such an enormous talent, a guy who's a great shooter, like struggling with confidence issues in the middle of a final series because he can't really deal with some of the stuff that's coming his way. But that's where guys grow, and that's where that that got comment coming. Yeah, we have a bunch of little, um, not little, but what I'm the little guys on Twitter being upset with us on our comments about Steph and his leadership style. Where that comes from is that Kyle Lowry is the same guy in trials and tribulations as in success. 
he doesn't waver. He doesn't get too high, too low. He's always leading. He's always being a presence and making plays for his team, regardless whether he scores 10 or 30 points. He's going to be a leader. His teammates will say that he is a leader and demanding the best out of them at all points in time. We see Steph, when he's making shots, yeah, he's he's dancing and he gives them life and he gives them a different dynamic. But when things are going wrong, pay attention to him. He's looking at the floor. He's not talking to his teammates. He's in his own little zone. And then he and then the guys see that. That's why you see Draymond having to spaz out and do something to demand attention, to get guys' attention, to get guys to concentrate, to get guys to get energy out of them, to get the guys to understand how big the moment is and what we need out of you guys. Draymond is the one. So, yeah, we, they went down 3-1 and Draymond was stepped out of a game and he didn't play. Their energy was gone. Their leadership was gone. Andre Iguodala is one of their leaders. They only had one more leader left. And then that proposed a problem for them because Steph doesn't, he, he leads by example, but his talent shows that he should be leading by more than just example. He should be demanding more out of his teammates in huddles. We don't see a huddle where Steph is in there leading the huddle. You see Draymond leading a huddle. You see KD in there leading a huddle. You see Steph listening. And that's just not his leadership style. But for them to turn a corner now, he's going to have to start demanding stuff out of his teammates like Kyle Lowry does. Their, their talent levels are different. Do not get it twisted. They're not the same player. But Kyle is a born leader. He's a guy out there leading, demanding, trying to make his teammates better, will make plays to help his teammates out, not necessarily to show up on a stat sheet. But Steph can shoot his team into a game and can not lead his team out of a game. All right. Uh, listeners to our show work from the periphery. We, we don't take calls here, and we don't bring on any guests on the show either. We we talk amongst ourselves. However, Gavin, our producer, is constantly monitoring social media. And, Gavin, I understand earlier in the show when I was talking about Kyle Lowry not having a good game one and Dante jumped in and said, no, 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 no. Don't look at the numbers with this guy. And he basically said that Steph Curry could learn a thing or two and you just reiterated it again from Kyle Lowry and going beyond yep. the stat sheet to have an impact on the game. What kind of reaction are we getting from Warrior fans uh, without using any expletives? Exactly. Mostly yeah. negative. Uh, some One, Jamie Villanova is even questioning why Steph needs to be a leader. He says, you don't have to be. You just have to do your job. I don't I don't know if we agree well, with that. Well, and look, at I, I said this about Kobe back in the day as well. Kobe, to me, was never a uh, locker room leader. D. Fish. See, that that was the dynamic. Derek Fisher filled all the, the voids in Kobe's game. Obviously, there's no comparing the two players. But there were certain qualities of Derek Fisher that were necessary in a championship locker room that Kobe just wasn't capable of doing. Cable, he's, he's a guy by example. He was an individual in a team sport. But he needed somebody to fill that leadership void, and that was D. Fish on those Laker teams. And you know who knew that? Kobe. Oh, Kobe was well aware of the value of Derek Fisher as his teammate. And as I reminded Kobe when he won that fifth championship, all five-year championships have been shared by Derek Fisher. So, But you mentioned Draymond Green, and we've, we've said almost from the get-go, once Draymond was elevated, the one thing I will always give Steve Kerr credit for over Mark Jackson was – he recognized the value right. of Draymond Green. He knew 
that Draymond did fill a lot of voids in terms of leadership. And I remember almost from the get-go, once Draymond emerged as that player, people would say he's the most valuable player on this team because he brings so many intangibles necessary for this team to elevate to a championship level. He recognized what leadership is, right? And he may not have the biggest talent set on that team, but he understands the moments. He understands how hard his team needs to play. He has a temperature for and he he demands respect. So why why I would want that from Steph Curry? Because his talent demands it. And he has the the podium to stand on it because his talent demands it. He's he's done so much for the game. He's so much a part of the game that guys would listen to him if he demanded their attention and their effort in moments like this. So not saying that he's not a leader, just that his his personality type doesn't go well with the moment right now. Like he's one that leads by my example, but sometimes your words have to 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 be able to grab your team and and your emotion has to be able to grab your team when things get tough. And I I I just want more of him because he's such a great basketball player. He's such a great talent and his talent but if speaks it's not so big part language. of his personality sometimes you have to step outside of your personality but for that, the betterment that, that's of the team. A, but we always take we, from a coach's standpoint we always feel like the the most effective coaches there's no one standard for coaches some guys are in your face successful others are stand back and successful some guys are play by my rules or take a walk like pop or there are other guys that are considered like team coaches Anyone can be successful. The one thing they have in common is consistency. You know, if I'm a player and I'm being coached, I want to see consistency. And if you're if you're coming, you know, I know who you are. I understand your game. And, and I would imagine it would be the same way, though, from a player's leadership standpoint. If suddenly Steph Curry went out of character, how seriously would his teammates take him? I mean, if suddenly he became an in-your-face type guy, would that be effective on this Warriors team? I don't think he has to go that far. What I think I need him from, because there are other stars that 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 have to deal with this. Mind you, his body language when things go go a little awry. Mm-hmm. It's more. It's more of an. In, it's, it's more about just me. Like as I said, like like I, I tend to the cameras on him all the time when they, when they're not winning when they're down. It's just like he's in his own bubble. He's not attached to his team, and he's not directing traffic, guys. But what we got to do, like he's not, he's not as vocal as he is when things are going well. And I, 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 the, I would ask the fan, the fan that that defends him in this situation, just watch, watch the the tough moments. You don't see the same Curry in the good moments. And one thing I say about Draymond Green, he has energy in good and bad moments. He's helping his team in good and bad moments from his leadership style. Let me ask you this. I always wanted to ask this because when I was watching your 2016 run to the championship, the dynamic of Kyrie versus Steph. I mean, here's Steph, unanimous MVP, 73-win team. Ultimately, Kyrie hits the game winner game seven. What was Kyrie's mindset in that series against Steph? I want Steph. I want to guard Steph. I want this challenge because I know he doesn't want to guard me. He's going to let somebody else guard me. And, yeah, we have a better defender to guard Steph, but I want him this matchup. I want this matchup myself. This was Kyrie saying, yes. I'm a better player than Steph Curry. I want this. I want to guard him. I want him to guard me. And 
and we're going to see who's better at this point in time. I'm taking on this challenge. And, oh, and, and, and Kyrie wasn't Kyrie wasn't known as a defender, but when he puts his mind to it, he can defend. Like he can really he sh- he showed. Isn't that the story for most defense? Right. I mean, if you defense, defense is, is putting your mind mindset. to it. It's a mindset. Yes. And but he but he started that he started that series off saying, "I want this matchup." So no, Jr. No, you don't have to. I'm gonna take on this. You get Clay. You, I, I don't want. I'm not gonna hide. I want to guard him. I want to put him in situations where he guards me, and that's that's big. That's a big boost to your team when you see one of your best players saying, "You know what? We're gonna do this on the defensive end first. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Kawhi Leonard, as great as he's been, his status has gone next level, and guess what? It could go to an even greater level. Everyone agrees he's great, but how much can you actually talk about it? We have an example of someone that apparently overstepped the line. Play it for you. Coming up next. At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. Seen it? Covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Steve Hartman and Dante Jones, or as we are calling him, Nostradante. Uh, again, his prediction a week ago on this very show about what would transpire in game one of these NBA finals was right on the mark. Didn't hesitate. Toronto will win this game. His prediction for game two, that's coming up. But let's talk a little bit about Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard's status in this league has obviously gone next level, which is saying a lot for a guy that was uh, Defensive Player of the Year, an NBA Finals MVP, an NBA champion. He's got everything already for a Hall of Fame resume. But this year in Toronto and what he has done in this postseason now has gone to a next level. Listen to Doc Rivers, the coach of the Los Angeles Clippers, what he had to say about Kawhi Leonard. He is the most like Jordan that we've seen. Like, there's a lot of great players. LeBron is phenomenal. Yeah. KD is phenomenal. But when not that he is Jordan or anything like that, but he's the most like him. Big hands, post-game, can finish, great leaper, great defender, in-between game. If you beat him to the spot, bumps you off. And then you add his three-point shooter, you know. So, you know, I don't. I never get in that who's the best player. Right. You know, Magic is the best player. You know, Michael Jordan was the best player, LeBron. But the, it's that same group. All right, so when you heard Doc Rivers, coach of the Clippers, a team that many people feel Kawhi Leonard is destined to play for, what were your thoughts? I was there was he gave, he gave a fair evaluation of Kawhi Leonard. Number one, is there anything wrong with him just saying, no, "Yeah, he's an incredible player"? I don't think there should be anything wrong with that. Like number one, that <laughs> I thought it was a fair evaluation. It wasn't anything over the line. But then number two, it clicked that that's tampering. Under our under our current set of rules. All right, so, stop right there for a second. All right, because when you say in our current set of rules, look, he didn't say like any team would be a better team if he had Kawhi Leonard. He didn't put it even in those terms. He was simply talking about what kind of player from a guy Doc Rivers has seen, obviously a lot of great players over the years, and he just said, look, he's the most like Jordan. How I don't understand how. 
I, I don't, yeah. oh, oh, we have Adam Silver sound on I this? I have his explanation of why they find us. All right, okay, so again, let, and then we'll hear that, and then we'll get more. So again, find $50,000 for those comments for tampering. Here's the commissioner on why. I would just say Doc's been at this a long time, and I, it's, it's not a fun part of my job ever finding anyone. And I understand the competing interests of the media in hearing a coach's view about a current NBA player, but it's it's something where there's a bright line in this league, and you're not allowed to do it. And the coaches or team executives in those positions need to say, I'm not permitted by the league to respond to that question. And it's, it's a balance of interest. I understand that, but he unfortunately crossed a bright line. <laughs> then what is he supposed to do? I don't. Then why you shouldn't have him on on the, the on the yeah, show? Yeah, they're then. basically saying ESPN, FS1. You guys, you can't have these coaches on. Like that, well, that's where look, we're at. Can I get you back to Magic Johnson yeah. as well? So even though Magic Johnson is no longer president of basketball operations for Lakers, he still refers to the Lakers as we. <laughs> he's still saying we, and he's commenting openly now. It's a free market about Kawhi and Kyrie and Jimmy Butler and any other potential free agent. How's he not still getting fined when he still refers to the Lakers as we? Well, that's that's not in an executive role. He'll forever be attached to the Lakers. So he's 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 already said publicly, even after leaving his position, be, that he will he, still have a role with the Lakers. He's forever a Laker, though. So he can say we. Some people can't say we. Like me, I'm mistakenly say I, we okay. when I speak about the Cavs when I shouldn't be. All right. So, but I mean, <laughs> because, again, this, this whole idea of tampering. On. Look, I, I think they. I think I think commissioner is misinterpreting what tampering is all about. That's fair. What Doc Rivers said about Kawhi Leonard is not tampering well, because he's a free agent, and because all the other people who don't have a shot at Kawhi would get. Their, their, their panties in a bunch. What do you so, think that Kawhi right, Leonard is influenced on going no, to the Clippers because Doc no Rivers means, says but, he's the closest thing to Michael Jordan? But there'll be other teams that will complain because they don't have a, the, as the shot as Doc Rivers does, and people think he might be going there anyway. So it's not about what Doc said. It's about the other teams that have a problem with what Doc said. So, But, but he shouldn't even be there. They shouldn't have not allowed him to schedule Doc Rivers on that show to talk about the finals because there's no other way for him to not be put in that situation. Well, he Doc could have just the, said, well, guys, you know, I can't say anything about him because he's a he, he's a player of the Raptors. And you'd be like, why are you here then? If you can't talk about the finals and people well, in they, the finals, then why are you here? Why are you on the stage then? Why are we talking about the finals? You can't talk about the finals in, in concept without well, maybe, talking about the players. Well, wait, maybe it made me think about this if you're Doc Rivers. First of all, he doesn't pay $50,000. True. Steve, Steve Bomber's got that in his pocket. So, so he went why not him. put it out there? We'll be willing to absorb. We know Doc Rivers wasn't born yesterday. He Thanks. knows by going over the top and embellishing just how great Kawhi Leonard is. True. All right, so we're going to get hit with a $50,000 <laughs> fine. Ain't going to come out of my pocket. Steve Bomber goes, I don't care. We just need to get Kawhi Leonard in a Clipper uniform. Doc, do whatever it takes. <laughs> Doc. So, uh, I, yeah, I, I think that right there, Steve Bomber's saying to his coach job well done okay yeah so so in that approach we were talking about just as the finding purposes right or wrong but i really do think that steve bomber had a conversation before or him and doc had a conversation like knowing like we're gonna get fined mm -hmm. so just be prepared for anywhere from 50 to 150 to 500 thousand dollars in fines coming but I'm going to say something good about Kawhi Leonard. Oh, I it was, do think and they it was had a more than good because he used the Michael Jordan comparison. Right. I mean, what mm. greater honor could you have from a guy well, who a played against one. Jordan to actually put you in the same sentence that's with a, Michael Jordan? Because Michael Jordan, to me, doesn't just talk about being a great player, 
he's a championship player. In other words, his presence alone brings a championship. Right. And that's the comparison you're making. So basically, if you're Doc Rivers, the message you're putting out to Kawhi Leonard is, we believe that you in a Clipper uniform equals championship. Yeah. That's pretty good. How do you think Kawhi responds to that? Mm, like Kawhi didn't hear it. <laughs> that was for Kawhi's family. I think that's the funniest thing is none of us Kawhi know how Kawhi thinks. Like nobody. No, knows. but I've been asking this about Kawhi, and I, Don, nobody I've asked knows. you this for no. weeks about Kawhi. Kawhi pay attention to that because you, you might have a better chance going on there and negging him, like like saying bad things about him. He wouldn't hear it either way. Yeah. No, but my point, and this is the thing I keep asking you about Kawhi is now that he is at this status. In other words. What Doc Rivers just said is he's not just a guy. He is the guy. So how comfortable would Kawhi be joining forces with LeBron where LeBron is the guy or even joining forces with Kevin Durant with the Clippers where Durant, despite all his graces, is is looking for that recognition of being the guy. Is Kawhi Leonard comfortable being not the guy? on a team after what he's done this year in Toronto. Depends on who signs first. Right? Well, the the Lakers and the Clippers can offer the the, exact same deal. And it depends on what LeBron James is talking to him about. Like, listen, you know how I am. I'm more pass first anyway. So, like, I played this game in its totality. Mm -hmm. So, I'm not necessarily – LeBron does a lot of stuff because he has to rather than he wants to. I think he wants to make people better and – and make the team better. He said that before. He gets more enjoyment off. And that's been the knock the on LeBron is is that in crunch time, too he often can. he is deferred to other people. Right. Right. Unlike Kobe, who would take the shot ninety nine out of hundred times. It's, it's a different. Kobe couldn't pass like LeBron. Right. And could score like LeBron. Don't ever right? say that to Michael Thompson. Oh, well. You know Michael Thompson's about Kobe. Anything Jordan could do, Kobe could do better. But Jordan couldn't pass like LeBron. He just couldn't. He just didn't have the natural gift right. to see the floor and wasn't as big as him. But Bron can pass like magic, but score like anybody else mm-hmm. you put you put in his category. I, I definitely can do that better than most, but I definitely can do that as good as anybody you put up with me. So then I just handle the business because nobody else can handle it sometimes. But then if your Kawhi's on my team, go ahead and get it. Like I would love to put you in good situations. We would we would be a nightmare because who are you going to guard? Who's their number one defender going to guard? And and then if he guards you, okay, I go. And if they guard me, then I, then you go. Like it's it's not going. So that's a conversation between him and LeBron to find out how the dynamic would work and if they could come to some type of conclusion. Because ultimately, LeBron is about total domination and winning championships. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Let's find out what's trending right now. By the way, there have been. Media outlets that have been accused of tampering when it comes to David Gascon. That's not true. Oh, I, no. I encourage tampering. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you got your sights set on Gascon, be careful. What? Be careful because he's uh, very much a part <laughs> here of the vast Fox Sports Radio Network. The king of espionage. <laughs> I do, It does seem a little off the wall, though, to find... Doc Rivers for simply just stating that Kawhi is a really great player. What kind of a BS fine is that? But I think, again, I think we're on to something here that he knew that full well. He didn't. Doc wasn't born yesterday. You know, he's he's a media guy. So he knew he was going to get fined, and Steve Ballmer said, hey, dude, 
If you can help us get Kawhi Leonard, do it. I mean, what was Magic Johnson fine? Magic yeah. was fined like $100,000, weren't they? Or the Lakers, weren't they? Yeah. I mean, was... I mean, again, this is chump change for these people. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And... Yeah. It's all yeah. good. Uh, we're finally getting this thing underway tonight, guys. 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific. So, what, four and a half hours before we see uh, Drake and his entourage get after it and the uh, Golden State Warriors? Can't be- wait. I'm looking forward to it. I so- think Drake's going to go next level tonight. I, ho- I hope so. Oh, yeah. I hope it's just... I mean, you Why have not? you have Toronto going up to nothing. Uh, again, only eight percent of teams in NBA playoff history have been down two on come back to win a series. All right. I got Toronto going up two on two nothing. Nice, Drake. Same here. Charge. Lead the charge. Yeah. Thanks, Gav. <laughs> I think Thanks. it comes down to Game Seven, in yeah. my opinion. So. Well, we'll see. Uh, Tip-off time, 8 o'clock Eastern. No Kevin Durant tonight. Andre Iguodala will play. Not on the injury report, so all is good with him. Major League Baseball, Cardinals and Cubbies in a good one right now. It's in the fifth inning, home half of the fifth inning, and there's no score just yet. Cole Hamels versus Adam Wainwright in that pitching matchup. Meanwhile, Minnesota clubbing Tampa Bay 7-0. Nationals leading 2-1 over Cincinnati. Max Scherzer has been really good so far. Seven full innings. Dynamite ball for him on his side. Brewers leading the Pirates 4-2. Back to Steve Hartman and Dante Jones in 10 seconds. First a word from our friends at Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to Farmers. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Steve, Dante, and I guess Gavin. Back to you guys. All right, again, hands off Gascon. That's a final warning. Okay, hands off. That's Commander David Gascon. <laughs> All right, hey, well, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more in car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Now, Dante, as you know on the show, will say a lot of things, and he has a different perspective for as many years in the NBA and his close association with a lot of players in this league. And already a lot of controversy, social media blowing up about your comments about Kyle Lowry. Well, now somebody is speaking up to back up Kyle Lowry. You know who says that he loves Kyle Lowry? Draymond Green. Quote, I got mad respect for Kyle. In a lot of ways, Kyle Lowry and Draymond Green are the same guy. Two guys. You remember when Kyle Lowry came to the Raptors He was competing with Jose Calderon for playing time and emerged as an all-star. Draymond Green, second-round pick, afterthought, became an all-star. So you get a sense these are two guys on the same wavelength understanding their roles with their team and how they can be most effective with their team. Definitely. And they understand that they'll do anything necessary to, to, to win. They have scores, they have, but they don't. They probably don't have the guys that that, that take on the role and res- responsibilities that they have. They don't have the mental toughness and the leadership capabilities as they do. So they'll sacrifice all the other numbers that that people get infatuated with for the detriment of the team. And I see, I see Kyle Lowry and Draymond Green in that light. Like they are the the heart and soul of both of their teams. You take those guys away. Yeah, you can operate without them for for sets of time, but if both of those guys left that team, 
it'd be a total different team. If they if they left in free agency or got traded, it'd be they'd be totally different teams. They 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 wouldn't be able to compete as hard as they do. Because if yeah, Kawhi not being on that team, yeah, you can replace the, the leading scorer, right? And it can you can get a little bit better. But ultimately, if you take the heart and soul of the team away, the, the time the team the, the guy who gets you through all the tough moments, then your your team is changed for for a lifetime. It's interesting what Danny Green has to say about his backcourt mating. And Danny Green coming from San Antonio. Champion. Here's what he said about playing with Kyle Lowry. He plays like a Philly boy. He's a bulldog. He's a bully. He's out there with grit, doing his all, doing his thing. He's scrappy. He's trying to take everything he can. Obviously, he's a little bit different off the court as he's gotten older, as a family now with children. But not much. He's a Philly boy at heart. That's who he is. And that's how he plays so again this is a guy danny green that comes from a championship pedigree and he recognizes that kyle lowry has the kind of attributes that you need if you're going to be a championship team but my perspective comes from point guards are the backbone of the team right they should be direct traffic hold people accountable and that's where that comparison came from. Hold a team together in crunch right. time. They're, they're usually the leaders of the team. Like right. they're usually the, the most outspoken ones. The guys who who are the coach on the court. Right. They're, that's what they're usually called. And that's what I, that's what I wanted to see from Steph Curry. I wanted to see him be the coach on the court, the extension of Steve Kerr, directing traffic, keeping guys mentally and, and focused and, and and in their in their right spots. That's what I don't. I see that from Draymond Green. And I think they they're going to need another person because they won't have the scoring punch with Kevin Durant. They're going to need another person. Usually, you see it from Andre Iguodala, but Andre Iguodala's hurt now, so he can't back it up with his play. And sometimes the voice is not there when your play doesn't back it up. Like it's, it's not the same type of voice. So they're going to need an extension of Steve Kerr on the floor, especially. With, with alongside of Draymond Green in this tense environment to win game two and or to win game two or seven because I think these are the two pivotal games in the series. Obviously seven to win it, but game two sets the tone going back home, being in a hole, put the pressure on them having to win both games at home. It's a different dynamic, and you're going to need some type of leadership style to be able to push you through because you your bench is not as deep as it was. No David West. Um like you don't have you don't have the guys that have been through the trials and tribulations who are or born leaders as well. So Steph has the resume to do it. And he should step out of himself to be like, you know what, this is crunch time. This is where this is where his legacy is made at. Because we have two time MVPs. You have two time MVPs that won't be considered in the top point guards of all time. Steve Nash is a two time MVP. He's not a champion, but he won't be in a consideration of best point guard of all time. Steph Curry, you could get that title right now. Wow. If, now you, the, win, the, if, I you, mean, win a, okay. if you win this championship absolutely, this year, you, and get a finals MVP, you could have that title. Ah, that gets back to if you win that NBA finals but, but, MVP. But it's it's, it's going to take him to have an MVP performance for them to win. You can't, Andre Iguodala can't bail you out on this one. KD's obviously not 100% healthy. Klay Thompson is not the type of guy that can go and just go get you 40 a night because he doesn't dominate the ball. He just he depends on other people to make plays for him. So Steph can do it. Steph is the one that can come up with the big plays to be a finals MVP, to take them out of this hole. But it's going to take 
more than just shooting the ball. All right, let me ask you this. No KD tonight. We know that. Iguodala is expected to be there, but we're not sure if he's 100%. What has to happen? Because I got to believe after winning game one, and the fact that the Raptors are 3-0 and against the Warriors this year. They haven't lost a game to the Warriors yet this year. But that's a very confident Toronto team. You know the arena is going to go nuts tonight. I mean, they're smelling blood. You got Jurassic Park overflowing. Yeah. You got an entire country that is just poof. What has to happen that didn't happen in game one for the Warriors beyond just scoring more points? That has to happen for them to win game two in Toronto. Where is the difference have to come from? The starting starting unit's gonna have to play a lot of a lot more minutes. Do I or Quinn Cook is going to have to bail them out. <laughs> like, they're they going to need a hero. They they need a hero. 30 is not enough. 30 points, unfortunately, is not enough. They need a guy to go and have a historic performance. Clay Thompson is one of those guys that has those type of games. Every once in a while, you Every know. Every once in a while, he yes. Has, you know, he has the correct. NBA record for the most points in a quarter. Every once in a while, Clay Thompson has that game. You're like, mm-hmm. whoa. They need a hero. Two 30s might be – two. 230s or 240s might be enough, mm-hmm. but they need a hero. They need somebody to step outside of their normal skin. And and for, unfortunately, 30 points is like Steph's normal skin. He's a scorer. What That's do you think of the does. Warriors bench these days? It's it's just not. The strength of numbers does not describe them. I mean, the Toronto doesn't have a whole lot. of. They have Van Fleet. They got Ibaka. They got McCaw. Van, Van, okay, Van Fleet, Ibaka, and McCaw. Right. They have Jeremy Lin over there just in case anything. I know. Break the, Jeremy that's the fire, Lin. That's the fire extinguisher. They break the glass. <laughs> off the bench and actually did something out there. Break the glass um, just in case things that like because Kyle right. Lowry's health has been a, a big thing and that's sure. and that's where the Raptors in the past have had problems in the playoffs because he's gotten hurt his hand. What do you his think ankles. of Jeremy Lin's game? Were, were you were you he's part capable? Of, were you part of that two week run that he had with the Knicks? No, but I watched it from afar. He's capable of taking on a challenge. He's he has. That was amazing. The courage and the confidence to do it. He does. I mean, D'Antoni let him loose. And what people forget about that amazing run by Jeremy Lin, beyond all the Lin sanity and everything else, is the shooting, the playmaking, turnovers. I mean, you talk about filling up a box score. Look at Lin's numbers during that two-week run. Mm -hmm. But it's there, right? It's there. I mean, he's still playing. He's still drawing a... Uh, still drawing a paycheck in the NBA. All right, so um, you're, you're hearing hints. We're not going to get a definitive answer till the end when it comes to uh, Mr. Uh, you know, <laughs> Nostradante, Dante Jones on this game too. But I do want to get into the future of the Toronto Raptors. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Is this it? Is this going to be a one-and-done deal for the Raptors? We're going to explain... What's next for a franchise that has finally gotten to the pinnacle, the NBA Finals? Is there life after Kawhi, or could it still include Kawhi? We're going to tell you coming up next. At Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing and a less than perfect one. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Iowa Sam. What do you make of Iowa Sam's uh, intro selections here, Dante? It's amazing. 
Amazing. I got to say, big I, shout out to Toronto. I gave a little assist to uh, some people back here in the studio. Mm, do not want to be named. Was that Gavin? <laughs> that was me. This was me. I usually do one a show. <laughs> Gavin said, I don't want to take the credit. And I said, Gavin, you're my hip hop yeah. vein. But oh, Tory okay. Lanes, who you're hearing right now, he's from Toronto. Well, as Toronto Dante. love. Yeah. Yeah. Look at how on top this guy is yeah. on this stuff. So, uh, speaking of the Toronto Raptors, they did it. They, they're, they're in the NBA Finals. They're three wins away from winning an NBA championship. But what about next year? So when you look at the Toronto Raptors roster, everybody's under contract. All their principals are under contract next year. Siakam, Van Fleet, Norman Powell's under contract, Ibaka's under contract, Lowry's under contract. Marcus Saul and Kawhi Leonard have player options. That's why they can opt out and become free agents. And Danny Green is a free agent as well after this season. So... Looking into your crystal ball, Mr. Nostradante, what is this Raptors roster going to look like next year? Who stays, who goes? And does it depend on whether you win the championship or fall short in the championship? I think Marcus Saul has found a place where he may enjoy playing basketball. Um, Danny Green? Danny Green has found him a home. Uh, he, he can be bought at a reasonable price. Sure. He only made ten million this year, so I and, say only, and, but that's that, but that's not a that's not a a big ticket these days. Norman, no, it's Norman not. Powell will make that next year, right? Um, I think the difference is Kawhi, and Kawhi being able to come back on a short term deal that probably is something that's getting better and better by the day. Interesting, because you know you you've been pretty steadfast I, and have said things like I am. Kawhi is got no sentimentality about Toronto. He didn't choose Toronto. The Spurs made the best deal they could get, and they got shipped off to Toronto. But now you're saying, okay, let's talk short-term deals. This is interesting because this is what Durant did. Obviously, LeBron's been doing it. This idea of the short deal where you're saying, look, you know, this this might be the right place for the next couple of years if we can keep all the pieces together. You think that could be in play with Kawhi? If I don't love any of the two LA teams, mm-hmm. like I don't love, I don't fall in love and feel like that 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 right that this is where I need, this is where I was born to be in that in that meeting. Then, if we win a championship this year, which is looking like we have a shot to, yep, we could come back and do a back to back. I don't think that team is built for anything more than a back-to-back. Mm-hmm. But uh, 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 maybe a two-year deal with his Well, imagine a back-to-back and Kawhi Leonard were had, had a, a second and third NBA Finals MVP to his uh, resume. Yeah. Well, now he's one of the great players of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And teams will keep cap space open for you. They're not going anywhere. Right. So how, explain the uh, short-term deal again. So I think Raptor fans that are listening right now are getting pretty excited. So how, how would this work out? Like you say, it, Marcus all decides, you know what? I like this place. Uh, Danny Green, he may decide, you know what? Give me a decent offer. I'll stay. You've got everybody else under contract. So how, how does it work a short-term deal to keep Kawhi in Toronto? Well, nobody expected Pascal Siakam to take the jump that he did no. to be a formidable second, third option of a guy who can go out there and defend at a high level and just be 
counted on like that. And and that gives you confidence if you're Kawhi Leonard because it's not just me. It's not just our success does not weigh on me. We have a real live team. Well, you have and right I, now on paper at least maybe the best starting five in the NBA. And one thing – right. And one time – and what, but what you do want as an NBA superstar is you want a coach that you can depend on. Mm-hmm. You want teammates you can depend on. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry, you have um, Marc Gasol, mm-hmm. Defensive Player of the Year. Danny Green. Danny Green. And you have Siakam, pa- Siakam right? And then you want an organization that's going to do anything to win. Mm-hmm. And Masai Ujiri has shown that he'll do anything to make that team better. He'll take any chance that he can for success. He's not going to settle. You look at a team like Portland who uh, they're, going to, they're just going to just keep just trying. No, he'll, he'll break it up. He'll, well, tra- he'll, he'll trade knock, a star for right. a, a possibility of, of greatness. And this was the knock that Anthony Davis had with the Pelicans organization, that he didn't have any trust in the organization that they could get their act together and put the pieces together. Here, you're joining a team, Kawhi Leonard, and boom, we're in the NBA Finals. We're in the NBA Finals. And not only did he trade for me on a whim, he also traded for Marcus Saul. Mm-hmm. He all pulled that off and got me a defensive player of the year that can shoot the ball and keep us in contention to win a championship. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Ultimately, it's about the NBA as a whole. Could this actually work for their benefit? There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, countdown continues. We are four hours away. Tip-off, game two of this year's NBA Finals. Here we are, once again, on the Vast Fox Sports Radio Network, coming live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes could save you 
15% or more on your car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Well, there's two sides of the story, obviously. There's always two sides of the story. There are a lot of people that just believe that what happened in game one was an aberration. Order will be restored. Warriors will win big in game two, go back, sweep a couple. Maybe they'll lose game five, but this series won't go beyond six. And then there are people that actually are paying attention to the fact that the Warriors have yet to beat the Raptors in any games this year, even when Kevin Durant is in the lineup. As far as Durant is concerned, Steve Kerr admits that he hasn't practiced at all. Now, game three is going to be Wednesday in Oakland. And if we do not see Kevin Durant on the practice floor between now and Wednesday, it is very unlikely that we're going to see him in game three. We may not see him at all in this series. Now, the wisdom was, and I'll go back to something you said a couple weeks ago, Dante, about why the addition of Durant was so important for the Warriors because you were on Cavalier team that obviously beat the Warriors in 2016. And he said, you said, without Durant, they couldn't have beaten us. That the one team that they needed Durant to beat in a series was the LeBron James-led Cavaliers team. But any other team, they have enough talent to to beat. So do you see qualities in this Toronto team that remind you of the Cleveland team where you say, yeah, they do need a Kevin Durant, an effective Kevin Durant in order to win this series? Yeah, to play the tempo. Because Toronto has evolved throughout the course of the year. So Toronto hasn't always been this. this they, they've been a, a very good regular season team. And mind you, at the top of the Eastern Conference. But they built a playoff team over over the over, over the, the course of the season. They built a, a playoff strong team. Mm. They, Masai got that team better without taking away anything from it, the, the integrity of the team. They I like, still, by the way, the term a playoff team. This is, by the way, in hockey, this is a very big thing because in hockey, you, you, a lot of times you see teams that were just nondescript teams suddenly have a big run in the playoffs. The LA Kings were that in 2012-2014. And in the NHL, they don't even play the same game. There's playoff hockey. There's regular season hockey. Is, is it as pronounced in the NBA where a playoff basketball team is dynamically different than a regular season team. Yeah, because playoff teams are just getting trying, just just trying to get out alive and get to the playoffs because they know, like the Cavs, they were just like, you know, we, we could be an eighth seed. <laughs> we know that we'll be the most dangerous eighth seed you've ever seen in your lifetime. We'll be in the championship though. We just want to get to the playoffs because we want to get there healthy, get guys in the right mindset, and whatever seed we are, we'll fight through all that adversity. Like we didn't get the one number one seed one time and. That was cool. We still swept the number one seed. By the way, <laughs> like it was, it uh, th- this it was. man that I'm sitting next to has got really one of the greatest statistical anomalies in the history of the NBA. In your last two years in the NBA, playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers, right. you played a total of two regular season games. <laughs> two. You played one in 2016 and one in 2017, and yet you played 25 playoff games. How is that possible? How can a guy play in two regular season games and appear in 25 postseason games? Because of the way the cap works and gotten teams over the cap. 
that was the reason, thing that held me back from being. You realize no other player more. has that on their resume in well, the history of the NBA. Well, at least I made that. At least I made the. Um, I hold my own place in history. Well, I mean, no. I'm, what I'm saying is on a championship team, you would say, if you were to look at the stats and you say, you know, Dante, was he a member of that 2016 Cavaliers team? He, only played, one, he played 15 games in the postseason. Yeah, I mean, in the this, this is why I get back to the dynamic of playoff basketball versus right. regular season basketball. And they built that, we they built our team to be a playoff basketball team. So, so at the end of the year, when they were they they were preparing for that for that last roster spot to mm-hmm. be somebody that could actually play rather than being a young kid to groom like two months out and that and because that's that's how important griff thought that that spot was going to be we need a guy that can come in and get minutes if somebody goes down that is capable that that my coach trusts how did you do that though what do what play one game in a regular season and then be like counted on for an entire because the regular season didn't mean anything. I but I been, I had been playing, so I was playing. I played basketball in the D League the whole the whole year. So right. I, I was in ba- playing shape, and that's the only thing you care about being in playing shape. Right. I've seen multiple playoff. I've seen multiple playoff um, preparations in my in my career. I've Did you know this though when you went to Cleveland that there was that they were they were holding you back for a postseason run, mm. or they just happened that way. Well, I, we have been in discussion to 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 be added to the team, and then and then the day to add, added to the team also depended upon the cap hit and saving money. So right. if we don't need you right now, no disrespect, we won't use you right now. But then there were certain ways for for me to make money in bonuses, and that so it didn't really matter. So once they did it effectively, obviously in 2016, the next year you knew they were probably going to do the exact same no, thing ne- again. No, the, the next year I wasn't going. I wasn't plan. I didn't plan on to do the same thing again. The next year I had actually had a um, a guaranteed deal from another team, and um, when we when I talked to the Cavs, we had like we were going to just basically run it back. So, but I would have had to come into camp on a non guaranteed, and then they were going to do the necessary things to to make sure my my spot was guaranteed. It just so happened that one of our teammates um, retired and put us in a in a small situation to where you couldn't really trade his contract, and then the trading of the contract lasted a lot longer. So Mo, Mo Williams retired, and they were going to trade his contract to cut, basically to cut him. It would have cost seven like seven million dollars because he was making two and some change. Right, and if they would have traded him, the money would have just went away. You get what I'm saying? See, a lot of people don't understand the dynamics of these contracts and roster spots and, you know, and then again, putting the right pieces together when it actually counts. So, and yeah. this is getting back to the Toronto Raptors situation. They right now have the right pieces in place. I mean, think what they did against Milwaukee. You're down 2 0. You got blown out in game two, four straight wins. I, at what point are people going to take this Raptor team seriously? All right, so let's talk about game two tonight. We talked a bit earlier about, you know, what the Warriors need. They need somebody that wasn't there in game one to raise their game to another level. How much How much more can we see from this Toronto team? Uh, again, we didn't see a lot offensively out of Kawhi and, and Kyle Lowry. They combined were, I think, 7 of 23 shooting in game number one, so how much better can the Raptors get in this series? Oh, it depends on how the the Warriors play Kawhi. Like Kawhi was doubled most of the night, so he took some tough shots. He didn't get his normal diet of of, of shots. So 
it's going to depend on how, if they're going to change the coverage or is it going to play well, They that, also play left that. Siakam wide open and right. he just destroyed him. They left Siakam, Marcus and Fred Van Fleet wide open. Yeah. And like they just let them shoot, and they and they are capable shooters, so they're gonna have to try something different. But I think you'll see a different uh, in Kawhi because I think uh, Nurse will put him in a, in a mid post. He'll be able to see, he'll be able to see the double teams coming. If they don't double team, it'll be an easier type of situation for him, easier type of battle plan for him. And Kawhi will be able to to have his imprint on the game and not need those guys to have a big. But having those guys have confidence that they can have a performance like that was big. Going forward in the series, now you've just you've started something that that they, they there's no there's no unassurance in, in, in their performance. They don't they they know they have confidence. They know they can have a big like Pascal Siakam has had thirty points in the finals. He's like I, I could do it again. Like he kind of has a little bit of an edge over Draymond because Draymond was mad at Drake because of his performance on Pascal. He got outplayed. So that's what that's what took him into talking to somebody else because he got outplayed in the finals. He had a triple double, but Pascal had thirty. His matchup had thirty. He's a defender. He has all of his bravado in his own matchup and how he affected the game defensively. Let me ask you this: If you're the Warriors, as I'm thinking about this Siakam, because a lot of people are just saying, "All right, that was an aberration." I'm not so sure the Warriors aren't still thinking that. I, I think if I'm Steve Kerr right now, still no KD. I'm not changing my strategy. Oh, In other really? words, I, I'm saying, look, our our focus is still Kawhi. And the chance of Gasol, Siakam, and Van Fleet shooting the ball as effectively as they did in the first game, I'm just going to roll the dice say they don't do it again. And then we're going to get a little more from our guys on the offensive end, and we'll shake off the rust. Again, 10 days off, we were just not sharp. In game one. I, I, I think what happens is if you overcompensate, if suddenly it's like, wow, man, we got to find a way to stop the Siakam guy, that could be counterproductive. I, I, I think the Warriors' game no. plan for game two is is the same game plan they had for game one. They just need better execution. I don't, I don't think they'll, they'll try and stop Siakam. I think they'll stop putting Siakam in situations like he had the last game. And that's what... That's coming out. That's Kawhi coming out of a double team, and him. They're playing three on, uh, well, four on three. That's where he got his opportunities, not just by himself. And he actually just outplayed those guys. He played harder. He ran the floor harder. He cut harder. He played harder than those guys. So now it's, it's effort. But the game plan is number two. And do you see where your defenders are with Kawhi? Do you? Do you? Do you? Do you he tried to piggyback off the Portland series where they dealt double. Uh, um, Damian Lillard, and that worked for them. This is not, this is a dip, totally different series. More capable uh, offensive players, and see where where Kawhi is at because Kawhi actually doesn't look as healthy as he did the last series. So see if Kawhi can dominate a dominate a, a, a game or dominate one of your defenders. See if that's possible. And All right, then, there, there, there's one other factor that could turn things around. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. I don't know. It, it just seemed like there wasn't a lot of urgency for the Warriors in Game One. Like they really believe, like they did against Portland, or they're spotting Portland all these leads that they would find a way to win, and it didn't happen. Toronto was knocking down their shots down the stretch. Uh, there's one more thing that happened in Game One that no one's really talking about that was supposed to be a bigger deal than it actually turned out to be. Explain what that is coming up next. At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound: beetle, bird poop, drone. Seen it? Covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. 
Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Steve Harbin and Dante Jones. So there was an X factor, in fact, on Thursday when you were kind enough to go on my weekly show. Dante stepping up big time. And you're making all these predictions. And one of the questions I asked you was, will Boogie Cousins be a factor in game one? And you did not hesitate in saying, no, he will not be a factor in game one. And I said, why? And he goes, well, first of all, Marcus Saul's on the other team. Uh, he was less than a non-factor. He was a zero factor. He uh, eight minutes, three points. Um, is he salvageable? Is there is there any way the Warriors can use him differently to actually get something that could be a difference in the series against the Raptors? Nah, because you don't need him. You never needed him. Exactly. He didn't make you a better. He didn't. He didn't make you a better team even when he was playing, when he was starting. Like, it was just smoke and mirrors. Right, and he wasn't he adding fit. anything. No. And we knew that going in. You, Does they, he add anything to any team? That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> and Well, okay, let's go back to his day with the Kings. All right, so the guy's putting up 20 and 10. He's putting up big numbers, you know, and you know, and, and we kept saying, well, they're, they're not even making the playoffs. He might. These are empty numbers. I mean, when when somebody says empty numbers, is that valid in the NBA? Is there such a thing as yes. empty numbers? Yes, they're empty stats. They're guys who are averaging stats on losing teams because somebody has to score and somebody has to grab rebounds, and they don't affect the game. They just are totaled up at the end of the night. Like, so you scored, and it didn't. It didn't. It didn't scare the other team. You just got a whole bunch of, and you could score in minutes where you were down twenty or. Or if they didn't count, but like you got your rebounds and you got your points, and they didn't affect it whether you won or lost. This so. is a knock that goes all the way back to the days of Wilt Chamberlain. You know, Wilt Chamberlain's legend has grown over the years, and the year that he averaged fifty points a game, averaged fifty points a game. Here's another stat from the same season: he averaged forty-eight and a half minutes a game. Remind me again: how many minutes are an NBA game? <laughs> that would be forty-eight. So how do you average forty-eight and a half? Think about this. Back then they had an 80-game season out of 82-game season. He played all but eight minutes that year. Wow. In 79 of the 80 games, he played the entire game. Wow. So when you play every minute of every game, there's going to be a lot of games where you're playing a lot of garbage time, either winning or losing games, and you're still out on the court with nobody tall enough to guard you, and you're just putting the ball in the basket constantly, and that's how you average 50 points a game, 26 rebounds a game, as he did back in the day. Not that he wasn't a great player, but again, how much of that equated into the difference between winning and losing as opposed to just numbers being accumulated? And so as far as Boogie Cousins is concerned, I agree with you. I don't see there's any way because at, at no point has he ever been a factor the difference between winning and losing games for the Warriors so why would it be any different against the Toronto Raptors I don't period in playoffs period yeah because he's such he's such a defensive liability for the way they want to play defense mm-hmm. not like you could you can find a way to hide but as a big what you would do is just bring him out and pick and roll Mm-hmm. And and then the the way they play the tempo that they play, you have to slow it down to involve him. So 
yeah, I didn't see how he, do, he like he passes the ball. He, do, he did a great did a great job the other night passing the ball, but I don't think he defines how he plays by um, how many assists he has. Like if he came up the court and had eight assists and one rebound and no points, would he be like, yeah, I did a great job? No, because <laughs> no, that's not what's going to get him paid. Um, and that's what he's looking for. He's looking for a payday at the end of the day. Well, his payday is going down, 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 down. Had he just stayed in Sacramento, wouldn't he have been just fine with his 25 points, 13 rebounds? Like he was uh, putting up those uh, Sacramento Kings? Yeah. Why didn't it work better in New Orleans for him? Um, He got hurt, number one. Right. And number two, it was like they were – they his temperament whether he affected games in a positive manner all the time. See, Anthony Davis is different than him. He gives Evers on both ends of the floor. Um, and he does not like he, he he does not hurt the team with, with any of his plays. Demarcus can with whether his temperament and how he talks to the officials or if he gets out of control or if he gets into a fight. Anthony Davis is going to go out there and try to dominate. And it was rubbing the team wrong a little bit. He got hurt, unfortunately. But was he affecting the bottom line and wins and losses? Like, it sucked that his team didn't even offer him a contract to come back. Yeah, it's interesting. On this, uh, one of my favorite websites, if you're an NBA fan, is hoopshype.com. And they list salaries and everything else, which is really interesting if you're trying to, you know, piece teams together and, you know, move guys and everything else. And based on, you know, salaries and everything else, they rate players. This is what it says about Boogie Cousins right now. He is the 205th best paid player in the NBA this year. The 36th best paid center this year. There's only 30 teams in the league. And the 7th best paid player on the Golden State Warriors this year. I don't know. I mean, you mentioned off air that he will go where KD goes. Why is that? So if KD goes to the Clippers, KD goes to the... Uh, Knicks, wherever Katie ends up, that he would follow. Why is that? Because Katie will need a third star. He, he he'll be able to get most likely a uh, another star to come with him, but he'll, they'll need a third guy to be able to affect the game. And yeah, I think Demarcus could be on a good team in a Kevin Love type of role, in a Chris Bosh type of role. Yeah, he can stretch the floor, he can pass the ball, and he can get you a bucket in the post. Defensively, you can probably find a way to. Um, to hide him depends on the personnel, but he's not suited to be your number one guy on a, on a really good team. He would have to be your third best player, and on the Warriors, he's what your fourth, fifth best player. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's really not going. You really can't get the most out of him. You can't, you can't get the most out of his skill set. You can't. You'd have to, you'd have to give him a chance, and there are too many people on the total pole ahead of him to give him a chance. You got to go KD, then Steph, then Clay needs his touches. So then you give some as a fourth to DeMarc, and that's not enough. The third the third guy, Clay, is the one he's even upset sometimes. So imagine what DeMarcus would feel. Is it also possible that after an Achilles injury like he had, that he'll, he'll never be even close to what he used to be? Well, I think I he, mean, he came back, he, he never, but I mean, I mean, he, let's face it. I mean uh, – that, that's a devastating injury, especially for a big man. Well, I disagree with you on that one. I think that he could possibly be the same to Marcus because it wasn't like he was super fast or super athletic. He was big and agile. And if he takes care of it in the right capacity and not try to rush things, yeah, you can get back to being who you were. But it's who you 
is who you were good enough to affect the game now. You got to look in the mirror and say, you know what, I might have to change some things about how I approach the game, um, what, how much I sacrifice. Because if he sacrifices and becomes a third option, let's say KD goes in a, let's say KD goes New York with Kyrie, right? And you got DeMarcus Cousins as his third option. That's a pretty good team. But he would have to sacrifice in, in money in some capacity. But that's a that's a really really good basketball team with Demarcus Cousins being able to get some touches and feel comfortable. Well, how many shooters do you think he's going to have? Do you think a lot of people are going to be uh, having Demarcus Cousins on their wish list? I think Demar. I think that's a part of where KD goes. KD has the power to be able to grab his guy and be like, "Listen, you're, you come with me, and you guys got to take him. Whoever whoever I go to got to take Demarcus with me." We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. I want to get into the possible end of an era with the Golden State Warriors. I mean, there's so many question marks about the Warriors. We don't, we don't know. Talk about a team that we really can't project the future right now. I mean, it starts with Durant, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, possible retirement talk with Igudala and Sean Livingston. But if that does happen, could we see a whole new scheme for the NBA? We'll get into that. But right now, let's find out what's trending because David Gascon, who uh, is staring down Gavin, knowing that Gavin could be looking at a whole lot of money coming his way. Gavin, have you told us exactly what's at stake here if the uh, Raptors win it all? I mean, uh, can you give us a hint of the kind of number? A good amount of money. It's not in the thousands. It's in the hundreds. Uh, but the credit I give to myself, the hundreds of thousands, that's unbelievable. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> is for doubling down on the Raptors when they were down two nothing oh, to go. the Bucks. Yeah. I just got to oh. mention that again because it showed my faith in that. Team. And Gascon had a lot to do with that. <laughs> I did. He had nothing to do with that. <laughs> Emotional support. <laughs> the best part is, is Gavin called me into the main control room and said, "Hey, if Toronto wins tonight, I'm going to buy this entire bar." A drink, and it's called wow. a, a white Bronco. <laughs> Dude's gonna buy everyone a white Bronco. Wow, like that's that 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 was true, but it might have been hyperbole. I don't know. We'll see how I am, you know, later it's, tonight. It's amazing when you win. You know, when you oh, yeah. roll, it's amazing how generous everyone feels when suddenly it's like, yeah. By the way, you know how I was bragging about being three and zero between the NBA and NHL finals so far. Right. Now it's three and one after the Blues. Got demolished. Well, last the problem night. is it's it's not the finals because it's only the Stanley Cup I, final. I know, gosh, that always bothers me. Do you ever figure that out? Should it be called? What about it, Dante? The NBA calls it the finals, but the NHL calls it the Stanley Cup final. What would be the proper terminology, Gascon? What do you say, final or finals? What do you think is the proper in a best of seven series? I think finals. Finals. Okay, what about... But there's only one final. It can't be the finals. Yeah, but it's multiple games. It's not like your your exams, your you know your finals. Well, it's like RBIs. There's no say it shouldn't be RBIs. Exactly it's not runs batted ins. It's RBI. That's it takes care of itself. RBI says runs batted in. So you can't have runs batted ins. So I can't say ribbies. I think final to me is actually a more appropriate term because there's only one final. It is the Stanley Cup final. It's a different for being appropriate and what sounds better. Yes. Ah. It's like the GIF, GIF thing. It's you GIF. Ever, it's always been GIF. Yeah, but the creator of the No, the GIF, creator says GIF, didn't Yeah, he? he says GIF. Oh, I thought he said GIF. 
Sam, let a man tell a story, okay? Come on. <laughs> okay, that, he we says don't need shit. any animosity. It's R- just, roommates collide. Yeah, All right, so we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll let Gascon determine the better terminology. I like what you say, though, Dante. What sounds better and what's proper are two different things. True story. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly it. Uh, guys, the NBA Finals tonight, uh, game number two, starts at 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific. Steve Kerr. Feeling pretty good about his team. The one guy that won't be there is Kevin Durant. Kevin is uh, fine. He didn't go through uh, our shoot-around. He's with our trainer, and so he's out, obviously. And another day, another uh, step forward in his rehab progress. Anyways, all that being said, he could be available for games three and four. Toronto up in the series one game to none. Major League Baseball today, Max Scherzer was fantastic for the Nationals. Eight full innings, 15 strikeouts, a walk, a run, three hits against. Nationals beat the Cincinnati Reds by a score of 4-1. to one. Other games that are going on right now as we speak, Minnesota holding on to a two-run advantage in Tampa, 9-7. to seven. White Sox 2-8 over the Indians. And the Brewers just won final. Zach Davies won eight innings, had three Ks, eight hits, and a couple of runs. Milwaukee 4, Pittsburgh 2. Back to Steve Hartman and Dante Jones in 10 seconds. First, a word from our friends at Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. You know, it's like the Super Bowl or like the AFC title game, the NFC title game. Like it's a singular yeah, event. But, well, it's but, not multiple events within. But it's it's not a multiple. There's multiple games within a single event. Right. I mean, finals is an oxymoron. It doesn't make any sense. It can only be a final. It's not finals. I mean, there's there aren't multiple NBA finals. There's an NBA final. I understand it. It doesn't sound right. Again, you, RBIs. You, it's RBI. It's not, the parlance of our time. You know the yeah. one thing that they should change, though, for the NBA? They should make it like the National Hockey League where you don't have a finals MVP. You have it like the Conn Smythe where it's a playoff MVP. Correct. That's what I think they should do. I, said that, I said that last week, fellas. Oh, I wasn't here. What the hell? Yeah, you got you got to you got to pitch. You need to listen My to bad. the show then. Well, exactly. no, what Dante Podcast. wants to do. Dante says that none of the awards should be voted on until the, after the playoffs are done. Mm. Well, yeah, because there's no there's no playoff. So the the MVP should go into the playoffs. Basically, if you're gonna keep the finals MVP, okay, I get that one. But then your finals, your your regular season MVP has to have an effect on the playoffs. Not just the regular but, season. No, 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 no. You can't say that. I mean, no, because well, he if, has if, to like if, win a series. You're, but you're still terminating a regular season award. No, well, so your MV, MVP season award. Your MVP is, right. is for a part of the playoffs because there's there's nothing for that gap in between the. Well, regular does that season mean the, right now that if they did a revote today, the Kawhi Leonard's the most valuable player of the NBA, or would it still be? I mean, your finals were Giannis, James Harden, and Paul George. Right. They're all all eliminated. All, all got, but he didn't play. In, he didn't, he didn't get into contention because he didn't play enough games. Right, he made second team All NBA so, this year. So, so yes, and once you get your three, once you get your Is three, Steph fi- Curry the MVP this year. He made first team All NBA. Once you get your three finalists, now you gauge those three on their performances up until the finals. Okay, because because then you because it, it's going to go down between um, Giannis and James. Yeah, which which it, it right. ends up because, to, again, and Giannis, and Giannis carried his team yeah, farther and had that. better performances. All right, so okay, so well, Giannis was going to win it anyway. 
The, right. the vote, the regular season award is going to have Giannis, Harding, George. One, two, three. That's going to be the final. Hopefully. No, it, it will be. It's you not, never know with some of the media members no. out here. They, they, the reason is, it goes back to the year Dirk won the MVP. He was the best player on the team that had the best regular season. Just yes. like Harden last year. Harden yeah. won because he was the best player on the team that had the best record in the regular season. We believe that, but there's still some people who just no. love James. You watch this. Giannis is going to get a lot of votes. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we're uh, here coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on your car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. By the way, Sam and uh, Gavin had to be separated there temporarily. I saw you the back of your head, mm-hmm. Sam, so I hope that's been resolved. We're roommates. We, we, we squabble all the time. We get over it <laughs> I also quickly. got the receipts right here. Got the evidence. Yes. Pronounced GIF. Uh or uh, Steve Wilhite, the creator. That's how he pronounces it. <laughs> but it's wrong. It's it's GIF. That's how you should say it. Just sounds correct. Well, I understand what you're saying. It's been cleared it's, up. I've always thought it was GIF. I never even thought of GIF. Yeah, but there's like a there's an army of people out there that believe that you should say GIF, and they're wrong. That's Who the are these army of people? Yeah. The same army of people that they think the world's flat? S- Sam and his minions. They love the peanut butter. They want it also to be GIF. Jeez. <laughs> you know. Okay, enough of this. Enough. Dad jokes. All right, let's get back to uh, what we're talking about right now. And that, of course, is the NBA Finals. All right, so, by the way, uh, I mentioned the fact that if this Golden State Warrior team loses this series and Katie leaves and somehow the Warrior dynasty comes to an end, is it possible that we could see a different look for the NBA all around? You know how this league works, and you've witnessed it in your time in this league, Dante, is it's a copycat league. It's always been a copycat league. If it's working for one team, then we're going to do the same thing. The problem with trying to duplicate the Golden State Warriors style is that you don't have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, or Kevin Durant. You don't have the multitude of guys that can knock down 40% plus of their three-point shots. And the Lakers are a prime example of this. The Lakers, under Luke Walton, were trying to duplicate what it was that the Warriors are doing, except they didn't have the shooters to actually pull it off. Now, the NBA has been talking about moving the three-point line back further. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Please, no. So let's say you moved it back to 25 feet. Now, I don't know how you could do that on the baseline. You'd have to widen the court, right? How much room is there literally no, in the none. corners none. beyond that three-point line? My feet barely fit. I wear 15. Barely, I barely, right. barely fit. So if you got size 15 shoes from your toe to the sideline, there's not much room there. You see guys stepping out of bounds all the time. So basically you would eliminate, if you moved it back any further, you would eliminate any chance of making a three-point shot from the corners. No, no, no. You could, Well, you wouldn't move it back. you move it back at the top. That's where you would move it. See, the corner would still be the corner. All right, so the corner stays the same, but you keep moving it back from the top. But again, the idea here is to make the three-point shot even more difficult because this comes back to uh, the sabermetrics or whatever it is that they use, all the analytics about the efficiency of the three-point shot. And we talked about this and why James Harden uh, takes so many three-point shots because he also has a knack for picking up fouls. So apparently he's creating as many four-point opportunities as possible. Somebody does all the analytics, and they say, you know what, it's more more efficient that way. You create a bigger chance of points, especially even if he doesn't make the shot. He gets fouled. 
you know, he's a 90% free throw shooter, boom, three points, even if he doesn't make the shot, as opposed to a guy, you know, shooting a mid-range two or a slam dunk or anything else. So do you think the NBA, in looking at the future of this league, because we've seen a lot of different styles of plays over the years, is looking at the Warriors' style of play that other teams have been trying to copy is unsustainable. That ultimately, this style of play is not sustainable for the future of this league, and we need to move in a different direction. And if the Warriors do sort of fall off the map, then it might be an opportunity to take our league in a different direction. No, I think I think I think the league has been. There are more teams evolving to be able to play this style. I just you just can't decide in one year you're going to play that style and be successful. There, there are kids who are coming out more skilled, so your your four-man now is coming out more like Draymond Green than anything else. Like you're, You have this 6'9 guy that can handle the ball, make plays. They're allowing him to handle the ball now. He can stretch defenses. And then teams are seeing how switching defenses are the most efficient defenses. So now if you got a 6'9 guy that can guard multiple positions and can move his feet and he's super athletic – then you can guard at, at a high level, a la Milwaukee, a la Toronto. So teams are – there are more kids coming out like that mold, that that four-man like Draymond or a four-man like Pascal Siakam is the guy who's like valuable in these drafts, as you see like DeAndre Hunter. You see guys that, that have that type of mold that could be a small forward or a power forward, depends on how you want to play. Yeah, there'll be more guys available to play that style, but you have to have shooters, and 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 shooter shooting is a primary now. Most of these guys that are coming out in the draft, you have to be some type of shooter. You can't have that as your deficiency. But there aren't. I mean, even just watching this year's NCAA tournament, even the one and done guys that go at the top, great shooters still. When I say great shooter, anyone can take a three point shot. But I'm talking about guys that can consistently knock it down at 40% clip or better. It's still a very short list. Yeah. And when you consider there's 30 teams in the NBA and you already don't have enough real talent to spread across 30 teams, if it becomes a shooter's league with even a, a greater premium on those elite shooters that can actually make a difference – Man, I'm telling you, you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of teams that are gonna be even more irrelevant na- then than well, they are now. Well, you have guys that can make corner threes, so a big part of Golden State's offense is the corner three ball. Number one, number two, they get more possessions than you. They play at a high tempo, so now you have athletes and guys that that can run up and down. That is part of their game plan as three point shooting, just getting more possessions, getting efficient basketball, and defending at a high level. They're not only a great offensive team; they're a great defensive team as well. So they move the ball, they defend well, they have two great shooters, but also you see the the guys who are okay shooters as well still make shots and get the same shots. So it's about getting a good shot, it's about defending at a high level, it's about moving the ball and getting everybody to have confidence. So that's the style of play we're talking about, not just having two great shooters in Steph Curry and, and Clay Thompson because if KD leaves, you'll be luck- only left with those two, and that still might not be enough to to dominate and, and win another championship. I don't know. I, I'm old school, man. I like you an inside outside. You just outside. want to pound it in I the post. It, That's want, over. I do. I, over. I, I want an inside outside game. That's what, what I want. You got to. You, you have to evolve. You have to move on. 
That's your era. I get I it. Don't you don't have move. to evolve. You have to. You know to what? Because the game is You know evolving. what? The, the league's going to come. You know what they always say? Everything comes back in style at some point. Everything sure. comes back. You know, that's, that's it's fashion, all the but... circle of life. Yeah, I went to see the uh, Rocket Man, so I was like singing Elton <laughs> John there for a second. Um, it was a pretty good movie, actually. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Well, we mentioned the fact that we have Nostradante here. He nailed game one. Almost to the point. So what will happen later today in game two of the NBA Finals? You're going to find out coming up next. At Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing. And a less than perfect one. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Steve Arvin and Dante Jones. Want to thank the guys today for all their help. Iowa Sam. Uh, despite the fact that he never separates from our producer, Gavin. This is amazing, you two. I mean, you know, it's like like when you work with somebody that you're living with. I can't get away from this guy. I, I mean, you. that's really unbelievable. I moved up to this daytime shift. Yeah. Now and, I'm like spend my whole weekend with him. And well, I see him at the, uh, at the crib. I mean, I'm seeing I you guys all weekend. I'm but so, do you live in my apartment? No, no I don't. No. And believe me, I won't. It's too much sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> we got an extra couch. Yeah. Don't, I, believe, I have enough couches in my life. I don't need any more couches. All right. Gascon doing the uh, updates as always and uh, staying out of the fray today, which is probably a good thing. Um. Excellent job today, Gascon, by the way. Excellent. Questionable. Um, also, we welcomed a, a new intern today. Yeah, Jordan. He, he already deserted us. What happened? No, uh, he go, Jordan goes to Grand Valley out in Michigan. Yeah, Grand Valley State. Well, actually, I think he graduated. He just told me he just graduated. Uh, now, we had Gage here yesterday. Yeah. Now, we have Jordan. So, we have new interns. Yeah. A new the thing. scheduling a- The scheduling on, on Jordan is a little strange, so... He actually ends his shift with us right. an hour before the show. Well, ends. we had that before, right? Yeah. Didn't we have that with our last intern? I think we did. Yeah, they're Calvin. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we always remember our interns. We do, and and uh, like I said, half the people that work here at some point were interns for me at some point. Oh yeah, look, at some point. Look who's talking. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You and the great Pat O'Brien. Yes. Yeah, so those are the days. Those are the days. Back in the day. Um, all right. By the way, a quick reminder once again, we got great news. Quick and easy way for you to save money. Switch to Geico. It only takes 15 minutes to see if you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Go to Geico.com, see how much you could save. All right. Let's get to it right now, Mr. Nostradante. <laughs> you were on the money without question in what was going to happen in game one of the NBA Finals. Now we have game two. We don't know how healthy Iguodala is going to be. The uh, x-rays are negative, so we expect he will be out there. We know Durant will not be out there. So basically, we have the same players in game two that we had in game one. The question is, will the results be any different? I leave it up to you, Mr. Nostradante. What are we going to see here in game two of the NBA Finals? No Durant equals no win in Toronto in game two. Um, I think it's going to be a nail biter, but I think Toronto pulls this one out. I think we see a better performance, Kawhi Leonard. I think they know what um, Golden State's going to throw at them. The days off helps the Raptors, but if if they don't have a Durant, they don't have an opportunity to beat the, um, 
to beat the Raptors tonight. I don't All right, if I were to uh, compare the box score of Game 1 and Game 2 of this series, what is going to be the biggest difference in the box score when you look down, the points, the rebounds, everything else? What's going to be the biggest difference in the box score from Game 1 to Game 2? Game, you'll see more minutes for the starting five of the Warriors. You'll see um, Kyle Lowry and Kawhi Leonard coming out and have two respectable performances. Mm-hmm. Um, and you won't have that as much pressure on the secondary players as you did in the first game. But Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry will hold these guys down, take care of business, and they'll take care of home court. We'll have a, di- a different series when we go to Golden State. I agree, and the only way the Warriors win is if Clay Thompson has one of 50. those kind of games. Fifty at Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.